My name's Angelo, and welcome to We Want Picks. Jacob and I are going to break down the entire UFC Vegas Fire. 81 fight card, giving you our picks, predictions, bets, and our DraftKings plays. But before I do, let me tell you about the $50 that we'll give you. We will give anybody $50. You're going to hear me start to promote some premium services. You don't need to be a premium member. I will still send you 50 bucks. The only thing you need to do is go to wewantpicks.com slash bets. Use our link to sign up with any one of our betting partners. Make a deposit and I send you 50 bucks as a thank you. It's affiliate marketing, so they're going to pay me. I'll slice off some of that money and I will give it right back to you. Today was payday. I paid out like $2,300 today, which is always like... It's always painful, but it's like, I get it. Like, we were paid, so, you know. Can you, like, move your mark, mic a little bit? Why? It's when loud? You do the, no, when you do the P's and stuff, it's like, poof, poof. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, try to talk over it, you know what I mean? We want Let's try to be professional. That's all I ask. Dot com slash bets. You can then take that money and become a premium member. Don't do, quit doing that. That's so fucking annoying, <laughs> you dude. You can become a premium Jesus. member. At WeWantPicks.com, just click become a member at the top. You're going to unlock all the tools, all the bets, all the insight, all the information. You're going to unlock everything you have ever needed. There are other people in this space. There's different tiers in this space. There are people, giant companies, right? You got the Osmos, the Roto Grinders. They're offering some of this stuff. They're charging $100. They're charging $70 for one Can't sport. believe it. Hard to believe. Literally for what we have. Then there's also like the YouTubers, the, the people throwing out a Patreon. Oh, $5 for my Patreon, please. 20 bucks for my Patreon. 60 bucks for my Patreon. And it's like a list of five bets. And if those five bets miss, you got nothing for your money. Nothing. We, yes, you're going to get the bets. We're going to show you what we're doing with our own money. My bets, Jacob's bets. We have five other people besides us giving bets as well, but also the tools. Let me emphasize the tools. We will teach a man to fish. We will give you everything you need to try to make yourself successful. One of those tools is the line movement tracker. This is gonna give you the opening odds, the current odds, the win probability and the line movement for every single fighter on every single card. On this card, two fighters have flipped from an underdog to a favorite. The largest movement we have seen so far is Jonathan Martinez opening at a plus 250 underdog, he is now currently the slight favorite. You're also going to get detailed data, metrics, and analytics. This is 38 columns of data and information organized by fight and organized by fighter so you can work your way across and quickly find spots that make sense, that don't make sense. You have the odds, you have the last five, the biometrics, the striking stats, the grappling stats, everything that you need available to you. You're also gonna get a DraftKings optimizer. If you play Daily Fantasy, if you play DraftKings Fantasy, this will literally build lineups for you. I don't know why you're doing You got paid today. This, uh, this helps get you paid. I'm just going to mute his ass. You're not going to interrupt my pitch. It's the highlight of my week. WeWantPicks.com. Click become a member. Again, you will unlock everything you have ever needed. The DraftKings Optimizer will build lineups for you. And we have more than one person that have sent us winning tickets in the tens of thousands saying, hey, the Optimizer built this for me. You're also going to get courses. If you say, what the hell do I need a DraftKings Optimizer for? What is DraftKings Fantasy? Well, Click on more in the menu, click on courses, and we have a beginner's guide to DraftKings Fantasy that will walk you through exactly what it is, why it's a ton of fun, and how you can make some money and have even more fun playing it. But wait, there is more. You're also going to get more than just me and ADD over here. You're going to get Running Mouth MMA. There's three of them giving you picks, bets, and insight. You're going to get Artem breaking down far more than just UFC. He's going to give you Bellator, LFA, Contender Series, all the regional shows, and the Pick Doctor, who is an AI 
well, a human that has developed an AI to pick fights solely based off of and we, data. Uh, I told, I don't know if this is breaking news or whatever, but I did inform the Discord today that people don't know that Artem owns like 90% of We Want Picks. He, he, he purchased 90% of We Want Picks last year for about $5,000, and we just kind of... We're just kind of here for Artem. We he 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 works us, man. He works us, but it's this is Artem show, and we appreciate him. If you like him, if you don't like him, then it's mine. If you don't like me, then it's Jacobs. And if you don't like any of us, then it's Josh's. Whatever helps, whatever helps. But you guys can become a premium member at WeWantPicks.com. Just click become a member at the top. It's only ten dollars a month. We've got a nice little stretch here. So that $10 is going to unlock far more than just one event. You're going to get four full events out of it. And finally, we got a couple of monster pay-per-views coming up. We have UFC 294 next week. We have UFC 295 a couple of weeks after that. And if you want to send us some mail, we will open those packages. We're not going to peek. We're going to open them. We're going to record it. And that will make the no Fight peaking. Foods Vlogs mm-hmm. video. Here is the address if you want to send something. <laughs> and we've got some of the best Trans news. Nation gets it. Kranz, hold on. Yeah, yeah, you'll get there. Hold on. Kranz Nation gets it. He canceled Roto Grinders for this. Kranz, can you do me a favor? Let us know what you were paying for Roto Grinders. I would uh, love kind of, uh, to see kind that. Of personal. Their How much is your rent public. a month? <laughs> Not why, much you, what, why, you, why are you asking then? Yeah, it's an inside joke. All right, go ahead. Tell your news. Uh, Joey T, first of all, with the $1.99, become a premium member. He says no Regrets. That's not how you spell it, regrets, but regrets. Yeah, no regrets. <laughs> which is like uh what's Irina's say? It says show me love or something across her chest. Flip to Irina real quick. Go through the boom, 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 boom. I, I gotta see this tattoo real quick because it's one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Love says, me is love me with a love knife. Me, love love me. me. You know the craziest <laughs> part about this is as you look at it right now, and I'm sure most people look at her and are like Okay, like she's that's who she is, right? But I don't think a lot of people would be like head over heels in love with her like some of these female fighters. But then as I do, you know, <laughs> I, I went through I'm not sure why you're why you're giggling all already. I'm laughing I went at through this, my deep no. I'm laughing at this dude. hundred and ten dollars a month. Jesus Christ. We are literally eleven times cheaper and off the exact same stuff, and it's not because it's a lesser product, it's because I'm in the volume game. We're gonna take over this space. So, Almost three thousand of you. Go ahead, Jacob. So look at her right now. And I think most people would be like, yeah, you know, not really my type, but she seems like a fun girl, whatever. I did the deep dive through the Instagram. It's, 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 I don't know if it's going to focus because of light or whatever, but I mean, that's the, that's the same. That's the same part. Look at those eyes. I mean, is Irina the hottest UFC fighter that's on the roster? That's crazy that that is the same person. That does not seem like the same person. That is is, is she the hottest that's UFC outrageous. fighter on the roster? There's another one, too, I was looking at. Look at this one. I mean, look. But wait, there's more. I mean, this does not seem like the same human being. And they said she says she got the name Russia Ronda because when she had long hair, um, she looked like Ronda. But I mean, this is like, I mean, I, I'm, I mean, these Russian girls might be the move these days. I mean, Jesus Christ, I'm looking at that. Speaking of different wonders of the world, we have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My 23andMe results are in, everyone. They are absolutely in. I could pull them right, uh, pull them up right now, but I think we're going to wait. We're going to wait till I get it in the mail so I can show you guys on screen. Uh, but I'm excited. I mean, I'm, this is about to change not only my life, but I think your life, the channel's life. This is about to be some of the most 
ground. We might be able to apply for some government grants. This is going to be we'll see un- what we end up with. Unreal. I am going to blow so bu- so many people's minds with with where I am from, and I I know it. You know, I can feel it in my loins, right in my blood. I can feel it <laughs> where I'm from. But uh, all this ginger talk is about to go. Out the fucking window as soon as <laughs> soon as I open up that envelope and we see at the top seventy five percent something other anything, than anything <laughs> other than C3. for the love of God <laughs> either that or I'm gonna open it up and be like oh no oh I, I guess uh, you're just gonna it's gonna be the fakest oh I spilled my drink all whoopsie over it. I guess oh I don't this is know this isn't results. my results son of a this is yeah. my results damn it. Didn't 23andMe just get hacked? Uh, I, I, I guarantee. They, did, they actually did just the, get hacked. The second that they went, the second that people realized that my DNA was in a facility, I'm sure they got fucking steamrolled <laughs> trying to get my, I'm sure there was women you're, trying you're, to get a hold of that. Does, do you have a sperm as well? Your DNA do you have a sperm as well? All over Angela, the what? weird back room of the video store. So there's plenty and, of places and, and, and to and this, scrape and your this, DNA just, off the walls. And this just verifies what I'm talking about here as far as me being a well sought after male. Angela, we, we had a great weekend, I, I think, right? Saturday, we had a great we weekend. We went to the Texas OU game. Yeah, we did a whole bunch of stuff. Well, we didn't go to the game, but... We went to the... We, the, we watched the game at a, at a bar. At a, yes, correct. And we had that, a little... That, se- it was better than watching it at a bar, but yes. Right, we had, a, we had a section, right? We had a couple sections, right? Yes. Uh, we're there not 10, 15... <laughs> no, 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 hey, hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Let me tell my story. We're not there 10, 15 minutes in our VIP section. Angela, was there not? Four or five girls trying to get four. into our section. There was four that put their stuff down. I said, oh, 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 whoa. I think you're in the wrong they was section. Like, they said, no, 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 no. And I was like, not with me. Not, 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 not going to make the cut. Not going to make the cut. Not with me. But they wanted, They, I mean, I'm sought after, man. So, Richie, Rebus, if you're hearing this, Deanna, I, think I, am, I am sought after. By the way, Richie's, and this is the last thing, then we, can, I guess we can go to the breakdown. Richie's, we'll do <laughs> Richie's boyfriend, she's been posting pictures all, all over the place of them riding around that stupid fucking slingshot. By the way, everyone's like, <laughs> oh, everyone's like, oh my God, this is, a, oh, look at that nice car. That's why he gets it. I love slingshots. $20,000. I mean, they're 20, No, they are cheap, but yeah. I do like them. Not only, they are pretty cool, I'll be honest, but not only <laughs> are they $20,000, which isn't like anything too crazy as far as like, she posted the day, Angelo, it was rented. It was rented. She like posted like a <laughs> like a thing like if you want to rent one, here you go. Like this is they got oh, a so they didn't, and they didn't even pay for place. the rental. If they shot out the place, they didn't oh, even pay for the rental. Oh my god, Richie, go. come on, that dude's pasty too. I mean, it's, if anything, it's you. You have a shot. Like, look, he's got tattoos. I got tattoos. He rented a slingshot. I'll just go fucking buy one, and then I'm good. He he's a professional boxer. You I wrestled with your older your, sister, your younger no, sister. I ate one of your. You punched me in the nose, and I ate it. Remember oh, that? I fucking slapped you way too hard on Saturday by accident, and I just fucking handled. I it. I felt so bad. What were you doing? I just went whap and slapped you right in the face. I think we I were like, trying. Oh my god, we were, I'm so sorry. I think we were pummeling, or I think I was trying to do wrist control, and you were just like pow like that. <laughs> I and I immediately right looked, at and he was like, "Don't worry, my it won't bleed my nose. I've never had a nose bleed in my life." So I was like, "Don't worry, my nose is gonna bleed." I instantly was like, oh, shit, I hit him way too hard. Like, that was not the intent. My this eyes was didn't even play full. I water. cracked him. Eyes didn't even fucking water. I'm ready for this sport, man. Yeah, I'm you went to the car. bathroom for a good 20 minutes for no reason. That was just because you got my mascara. <laughs> he cried it out. <laughs> All right. I had to redo right, my eyelashes. $10 super chat from Lucky Tim 
Elkins lock of the week, Indiana. Indiana stand, stand up. up. Speaking of Indiana. Yoders from Indiana. Here we go. Look from Indianapolis. There you go. Here we go. First up at UFC Vegas, 81. We have Ashley Yoder taking on Emily Ducate. Ashley Yoder, 8-8 eight and eight overall. 1-4 and four in her last five. Coming off a two-year break. She's taking on Emily Ducate. 14-8 and eight overall. 3-2 and two in her last five. And she's coming off back-to-back decision losses. And this fight is actually going to be more competitive than these odds imply. And they did collapse a bit. Emily Ducate opening up in a minus 600 favorite. Now, still a pretty big favorite, but only minus 280. But the reality is... Ashley Yoder's pretty solid. She is coming off that two-year layaway. She had a couple of small injuries, and she did chase some reality show dreams. I don't know what the reality show is, but my research says she was out doing a reality show, so that's what it was. She has an interesting style because she's very tough. She does have some skills, but she's not dangerous at all. She's long. She uses a jab. She's going to try to keep range, and when she closes that distance, she try, will try to work in some takedowns and stay busy. Not dangerous. If you take her down, she will tend to accept bottom. But you can absolutely count on her to just stay crazy tough and fight her hard out to try to get that win. An over two and a half. Any fight that Ashley Yoder's in is a pretty solid bet. She's taking on Emily Ducate. She is the former Invicta champion of the world. She has got slick counter striking, legitimate power in her hands, very good wrestling defense. She's durable. She's accurate. She throws straight punches really well. She'll come right down the middle. She has she won her first fight in the UFC and then they just kind of threw her to the wolves. She lost to Angela Hill, who's not the greatest, but experience level, you're not going to get somebody with more experience in that division for the most part. And then Lupi Gudinias, who we know is when she wants to be, is incredibly good, but the reality is that Emily Gugate is tough. She's going to stay active and uh she's better than her UFC record as well. So we have two women who I mean, they did juice the line on Emily, but I still don't think she gets appreciated for how good she is. Ashley Yoder certainly is not getting appreciated for how good she is, especially with these odds, and the layoff doesn't help her. But the reality is, I do think Emily's going to win this fight. Uh, I think she's going to come forward. I think she'll stay in her face. Uh, I I think she's going to fight this fight a little more aggressively than she's fought some other ones because she knows Ashley isn't necessarily dangerous. But Ashley Yoder could beat Emily Ducate the exact same way Angela Hill did, but... Emily's still the pick, uh, but I'm not going to touch the minus 280 money line. What do you think, Jakey Boy? Yeah, let me first off prelude this. Prelude it? Prelude it? Pray. Pray. Is it prelude it? Well, now you've said it 11 times, so I have no idea. Uh, I think it's prelude. I'm going to prelude this by saying I tried to warn everyone last week about Vanessa Demopoulos. I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, blah, 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 that was a Robbie or whatever, but there was one person there to fight in that fight, to actually fight. That was Vanessa Demopoulos. The other girl was there just to kind of get a take, just to kind of control the position. And I've been telling everyone for months and months, if you guys watch the live streams, by the way, the live streams are back this Saturday. Also tomorrow, I will be live for the Contender Series as well. So a lot of live streams this week. Really excited to get back. But I've been telling everyone for a long time that the Vegas judges absolutely hate when you don't do anything. You just control positions. That's what happened in that fight with Vanessa Demopoulos. She was very active in the bottom. I kind of see the same thing could happen in this fight. Now, Emily is much different than, uh, was it Kanako? Kanato? 
Kanako? Something like that. She is much different because she is she is gonna be more active in the striking. If she goes to the ground, she probably is gonna be more active. But Ashley is one of those girls that is nonstop. I mean, even in the striking, she's not gonna be the better striker here, but she's a long, rangy striker. And if you're just watching this fight and you're a judge, remember the judges are fucking stupid. When you're watching two strikers strike and you see Emily, and Emily's nice and tight, boop, 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 and it is very just pitter patter, pop, 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 nice and tight, three or four punch combinations. But then you see Ashley and the way that she strikes, and it is long. It is rangy. It is lungy. And when she lands, she lands heavy on the ground. She is the one, even off her back, is going to be working for submissions, working triangles, working hard balls. She is going to be working very hard in these positions. I could see the same thing happening here to where Emily maybe comes in, maybe doubles up the strikes, maybe gets a takedown or two, but Ashley looks like she's the more active fighter and is able to steal a weird decision because Ashley, as you mentioned, is probably better than her record shows. She's a grappler at her heart, but she never really had the ability to get the fight to the ground. I think this two years off, the way I mean, again, the deep dives on the Instagram, Angelo. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, It looked like, it looked like, especially with everything I actually ain't doing, y'all. I'm, I'm from Indianapolis, too. Yo, Naptown represent 317, you know what I mean? But Indianapolis is it called looks Naptown? Like, it, it is, for obvious reasons. So, um... It looked like she's been working on wrestling. It looks like she's been really working hard on the wrestling. She comes in and gets a takedown, gets top control. Emily is in real trouble here. So, there's going to be a few biased picks on this card. I got some Indiana people. I got some, you know, Adrian Yanez on this card. I got some people that I really, really like. But I, this is the first leg, Angelo. Pay attention here. Uh, yeah, I of see. the Indiana parlay i'm from indiana ashley's from indiana we got another fighter from indiana i'm pulling him in a parlay ashley yoder is the pick a little bit biased but i fully believe that she can do enough in the striking and if it goes to the ground she's gonna be the more dangerous fighter and she's a tough girl man and she's every fight that she even if she's losing a fight it's a pretty close fight so it's gonna come down to the yeah, judges most yeah, likely she she's very tough and she's not dangerous so she doesn't run away with wins and she doesn't just get absolutely demolished in losses. But she is going to lose this fight. Your pick is just flat-out incorrect. Ooh. You're going to throw in your DraftKings lineup? I think she's been working hard. I think you're going to see uh, an improved Ashley. I think that, that layoff was good for her. She's going to come in and uh, I think it's uh, – what did you say about that? Uh, I'm curious. DraftKings, like 6,900. That's for you. I um I'm curious what the reality show was that she was off filming. I don't know what it was. I just know she was filming a reality show. According to, like she was filming her own reality show. I don't like know. It's a two year. She's coming off the two year layoff. So I was like googling and looking up like what the hell was the layoff for? Was it injuries? Was it USADA? What was it? And it was like okay, a couple of small injuries. And it said oh, filming a reality show. But I don't know what the show was. If it was hers. If it was like a dating show. If I don't know what it was. Dating like, show. Who knows? Do you man? think? I think that if we set up something, I guarantee I might actually do that. Like if what, I invest, what, what Paulie D and Vinny do for uh, what is it? They have their show. Or what's uh, in Along Came Paulie when he hires his own to do his own documentary <laughs> or whatever? I might hire like a small little film crew to document and uh, do a dating show for me. I think that be would be pretty short. It'd be a pretty short documentary. Imagine, imagine me set a lot up of in outside a dating shots show. of your bathroom door shut with. Yeah, it couldn't be just me going out finding. That's not gonna. That's gonna not gonna do anything, right? But if I was set up on a like a bachelor style show, just to see me sitting there 
on a couch just shaking, <laughs> just shaking as each hot girl walks up. <laughs> Hi, what's your what's your name? <laughs> like a dog, the dog that when yeah. somebody comes over just, <laughs> yeah, just oh, pees a little. That's yeah, awesome. It would be it's fucking gold, man. <laughs> it's like what Jade Gillis always jokes about love on the spectrum. It would that it would yeah, be just, that yeah. you're just describing Let's that film episode them. <laughs> of love on the spectrum. That's you know what they describing. hate being around people. Let's put them around people and film them. <laughs> yeah. If you guys haven't seen that Shane Gillis stand up, it is absolutely oh, incredible. Um, I'm not spending 6900 on Ashley Yoder. I will probably not spend the 9300 on Ashley on uh, Emily Ducate either. If I thought she would offensively wrestle, then I actually would because I think she would get the control time in because Ashley Yoder just accepts bottom. But she doesn't offensively wrestle. We've seen it pre-UFC, but not in the UFC. In the UFC, your takedown defense has been solid, but no uh, no real takedown offense. But if you do want to see all the bets, not the Indiana parlay, that's not a premium thing. Jacob just did that for fun and shared it with you. If you do want to see all the actual bets, as well as all the tools that I mentioned, wewantpicks.com, click become a member. It's freaking $10 a month. But before I move on, I got a question for Fight Talk Only. Didn't he have you pick his main event two two ago? Yeah, that really kind of yeah. And I mentioned to you, I actually screenshot it and sent it to you because it hurt my feelings so bad. I picked the you had me as the main event. So he fight talk only does a great community collaboration on Twitter. You guys should follow him on Twitter. He invites all these MMA content creators. He he gives them a fight to pick and then he puts it all together. It's a really really cool thing that he does just to kind of bring the community together, which we need more of that honestly. Mm-hmm. And um and, and occasionally I'm on there. Sometimes I'm not. No big deal, right? But as you, if you keep getting picks right, it seems like you're moving up through the process. So two weeks ago, I was the main event. I picked Fizaev over Gamrot, won the first round. Guy blows out his knee. Last week, I'm not on the main card. I'm not on the pre. I'm just completely left off of this thing, and I've never had my feelings hurt so bad in my life. I was like, I mean, I was, I was there. Fizaev, I think we both agree we're about to fuck up that dude. He's about to dominate that fight. Right, listen, I've had it out for Fight Talk only for a while, and you yelled at me. Why are you being mean to people? I sniffed that weasel out. I sniffed that weasel out from a mile away. He's not a weasel, but it it, it hurt for sure. No, he took a he took a pay, or or somebody who hates you was like, I'm not picking if you let him pick. Nobody hates me. <laughs> okay. Nobody hates me. I don't hate anybody. So it's, if you're hating me, it's for no reason. Oh, look at Angel you. cannot so grow evolved. a beard, guys. He, there, is, no. there is zero chance. I'm the least physically Italian person. But you see this thing. The mm. wild Italian genes that I have. Like immigrant parents, Italy, Italian. Mm. Very Italian. Can't grow a beard. I'm, I'm pretty fair-skinned. Now, if I get sun, I immediately brown. There is no red. I don't get sunburned. I'm just brown. I mean, look at this jawline with this, definitely with not this nice the, little uh, shadow here, too. I mean... Jacob grows if a I was beard. a girl, I mean, if I was, I literally, if I was, I, I would the fuck the shit out of myself. You do now. Wow. I tracked everyone's record and that Jacob was an L. Well, at least he stands by it. Well, look, yeah, look, he's doubling down on being a turd. You see? I li- no, I like I, that. I, I like sniffed that, that weasel No, I like that. Months ago. If he, if he would have started groveling and, oh, I kind of like him sticking to his guns. There you go. Well, congratulations. Next up at UFC Vegas 81, we have Chris Gutierrez getting rebooked to take on Haley Alatang or Alatang Haley. 
Chris Gutierrez is 19-4 and overall, 4-1 and in his last five. He is coming off that loss to Pedro Munoz, and he was supposed to fight Montel Jackson last week. They gave him a new opponent. They pushed it a week. He's taking on Alatang Haley, 16-8 and overall, 3-1-1 and in his last five. He's coming off the decision win over Chad Anhaliger a year ago. So another layoff fighter stepping up on short notice here. He's taking on... Chris Gutierrez, as I mentioned. This guy's a very good kickboxer, great low kicks, great cage control, solid volume, solid cardio. He'll keep a nice pace. He just wants to come forward, light your legs up, and then come to your head. His leg kicks are absolutely fantastic. Ooh. He used them to slow you down before chasing. Why are you making those noise? Uh, he just wants to light your legs up and then come to your head. <laughs> anyway, uh, he's got solid takedown defense at 74%, which allows him to be out there and fight a little loose because he trusts his takedown defense. But he is coming off that loss to Pedro Munoz, which he was the favorite. He got dropped in that fight and just can never get himself going. And I get it. Pedro Munoz, we know, is a very good fighter, but... That's not how that was supposed to go. He's taking on Alatang Haley. This guy's a technical striker. He can work in grappling if he needs to. You saw that when he took down Ryan Benoit four times, Denon Bagarai three times, and Chad Anhiliger twice in his last fight. The problem is he is a technical striker, and he like waits for the perfect shot, so he ends up being low volume. If you get in his face and you keep it dirty, he never lets his hands go because that perfect shot doesn't show itself Chris Gutierrez sort of plays into that, right? Chris Gutierrez is kind of a technical striker. So that could give uh, Alatang Haley what he's looking for, right? If you move the way he expects you to move, then he's going to start to time you. Then he's going to throw. Then he might work in some wrestling. I am squarely on the Chris Gutierrez side here. And I think it's the layoff with the short notice. It's about a week and a half, two weeks notice. Not, yeah, a week and a half. Not necessarily three days short notice, but I do think the short notice is going to matter here. Especially strikers. It takes a little while to get back into that striking rhythm. Uh, so I'm all over the Chris Gutierrez side here, but I do think this line is a bit wide. Alatang Haley is very good, and this should be a much closer fight. If this was a full camp, full six weeks each, I don't know what the odds would be, but I'm assuming the short notice is factored into this. I am on the Gutierrez side, but again... Alting Haley is much better than these plus 205 odds. What do you think, Jakey Boy? I don't know if the, the short notice matters, I think, as much. I think that's probably why the odds are moving. You know, I think people are starting to realize that and be like, oh, no. But he seems like a guy that, you know, I'm going to stay ready so I don't have to get ready type of dude. And uh, this is going to come down to, by the way, the odds are a plus 234 by now. So they're, they're getting even wider for uh, Halley Alatang. Halley? Halley? Halley Alatang? It's Alatang Haley. But then you Alatang. go to these... Different websites are, you know, it's it's. I'm I'm from Indiana, so you you really don't have any excuses because you're very cultured, being from uh, New York City. <laughs> but uh, I'm from Indiana, so I, I <laughs> you got to really kind of work with me on this one. Alatang, right. in, in my mind, Alatang's got a great opportunity in this fight. Listen, Chris Gutierrez coming into his last fight, he was supposed to fight uh, Montel Jackson. Is it Montel Jackson? Yeah, that's what I appreciate that. To okay, thank you. Yeah. yeah, thanks for paying attention. Uh, and and Haley Alatang, sorry, I keep saying short notice. He was booked on this card a while ago. He was supposed to fight Ronnie Yaya, and then that fight got scrapped. So, you know, technically he was supposed to fight, but that yeah, they, I think that was canceled like two months ago. Not, it was canceled a while ago, yeah. But yeah, I not two that, weeks ago. I assume it was one of those things where, like, listen, we're going to try and get you back on the card, you know, like just Yeah, but you still whatever, let yourself right? go a little, yeah. I don't think he's one of those guys. But right, Alatang, so here, here, this is what I was going to say. Chris Gutierrez, to me, against Montel, that was a more favorable matchup to me 
than this fight because Montel is a guy that can be actually not can be he is always such a low volume off his back foot striker he will let you kind of come to him and Chris Gutierrez when he gets in that flow state when he really is able to get that space that he needs when he is controlling the pace of a fight he is going to beat a lot of people the reason he could not beat Pedro Munoz Pedro Munoz did not give him that space he was in his face the entire time not throwing strikes necessarily but pressure forward pressure throwing feints throwing feints and then throwing strikes and Chris Gutierrez could never get in that flow state off his back foot and if you, if you watch Alatang Haley against his last fight against Chad. I know it was a year ago, but if he brings in that same type of pressure, and Chad is also kind of a, a power puncher. He's more of a, a puncher. Chris is more of a kicker. But if he brings in that same type of just very smart pressure, throwing stuff out there and keeping the distance close, keeping Chris along that back fence, he can easily win this fight because, as you mentioned, he is a very, very technical striker. He is almost Pedro Munoz the way that he strikes. Both of them are very, very technical, have decent power, right, because he was kind of fucking up Chad at some points, and we saw Pedro drop Chris Gutierrez. And he also, as you mentioned, has the wrestling mixed in. Now, he doesn't go to the wrestling as much as you probably would like to see. Against Chad, he waited until the third round. He used it very, very smartly, those takedowns. But if he also kind of mixes in a takedown at the end of each round, I think this is probably a decision fight. If he brings a forward pressure, mixes in a takedown attempt with a minute to go in each round, I think Alateng Haley can definitely, definitely win this fight. And that's why he's going to be my pick. But if this fight starts and Chris Gutierrez captures the middle of the octagon and it's Alatang Haley kind of on that black line uh, kind of dancing around against the fence he's probably gonna get picked apart he's probably gonna get kicked a ton and Chris Goody is gonna win this fight so this is one of those situations where it's like I'm picking Alatang Haley because in my mind there's a game plan for him but if he doesn't execute it he's probably gonna lose this fight and that's probably why the odds are the way they are so my official pick is Alatang Haley but there's some kind of caveats to that if that makes sense well, and let's look at who they were preparing for. Chris Gutierrez preparing for an incredibly powerful, explosive guy that also has insanely high-level wrestling. And Haley Altang was preparing for a 40-year-old who wants to roll around. Well, Ronnie Yaya is, I think you need to say. <laughs> I didn't do him any credit there. I didn't do him any credit there. But you Ronnie get Yaya point. fucks up Chris Gutierrez. That's just not a true statement at all. But, um, but yeah, listen, I... We're on the opposite sides of the pick, but I said I think this fight's a lot closer than, than you do. So um, this fight is newer. Somebody said, why is this not on DraftKings yet? He's talking about the odds, not the uh, salaries, and that's because it's new. There are There's only nine fights worth of salaries on DraftKings Fantasy. We don't have odds for the Terrence McKinney fight that we're going to break down. This minus card is 500. Minus, they just dropped it? They just dropped the minus 500 for Terrence right now. Literally, is I, I checked five minutes before we went live. So they must I said have dropped they just it. just did it. Yeah, I, I literally just thought that. So. All right, well, I'm curious. So it's minus 500 right now. I'm curious to see what that'll be by the time we finish this stream. All right. I'll I think minus refreshing. 500, he's... I think you can uh, do something with minus 500. Oh, boy. That's... Uh, that's an answer. <laughs> we'll get, we'll this, get line, this line won't last long. <laughs> it won't. Anyway... $9,000 for Chris Gutierrez on DraftKings seems like a little risky because he's going to have to finish Haley to sort of cover that. We're not going to see any grappling, so we're not going to see control time. We're not going to see take Not out of the Chris side. We're not going to see control time. We're not going to see takedowns. So he's going to light up his leg and potentially finish him. That's the only way he's going to cover that 9000 salary. Certainly some value on the Alatang side if he is going to work in wrestling and some of the other uh, the other components there. And what do you think, Jakey Boombaloots? 
Yeah, and I think Chris Gutierrez's power is a little bit overrated in the fact that I think his power comes from kind of his crazy stuff more than just like his straight punching power or straight kicking power. So I think it's a little bit overrated. Allen Tang's kind of been around. He's had a good camp. Um, he's at fight ready, right? Henry Cejudo. I know they've kind of struggled a little bit lately, but I mean, he's at a good camp. So if he comes in, I think we're a little upset city early here. But as far as like yeah, value, I, I don't know. Chris, Chris is a pretty tough dude as well. Yeah, and he's good. And, and we'll, I guess we'll find out. Maybe he's getting a little too much credit for beating uh, a retired Frankie Edger. Yeah, you just were talking, so really talking shit about Ronnie Yaya, but this dude, his best highlights against a 40-year-old with CTE. Okay. Oh, Jesus. He really took it there. Anyway, we want picks.com. Click become a member. It's only $10 a month. After you become a member, link your Discord so that you can get alerts. Obviously, we're live on camera right now. We saw that those odds dropped for Terrence McKinney right now. And if But if we were able to do something with that before we were live and send that out to premium members you would get that alert directly on your phone if you like it great if you don't you keep moving but at least you found out about it on your phone instantly we want picks.com click become a member after you become a member click the account button and then link discord and just very quickly discord is 100 free 100 free join the discord the link is in the description what's that and stupid face you got i just it's just my face um if you don't want to do any of that stuff you can just like the stream that's, I mean, that's that's some good that's support That's free there. and helpful. I mean, that is very helpful if you want to do oh, nothing we're, else. We will be, if you guys keep doing what you're doing, which is watching as often as you do, we appreciate that. Liking as often as you do, we appreciate that. Commenting as often as you do, we appreciate that. The pace that we're growing at will be the third biggest in all of this space by, maybe by Christmas. Or about what a, then. What a Christmas present that would be. With <laughs> MMA Guru and Fight Night Picks being the only two larger than us. So we're, we're on that trajectory. And thank you all very, very much. But we also forget subscribers on YouTube. We already by far have the largest premium subscriber base. Period. End of story. We're closing in on 3,000. Everybody else is messing around with 400 thinking that it's like a wildly successful. So we appreciate every single freaking one of you and when i tell you that every single day me and josh are talking about ways to improve premium what else to add what's the next thing we should do i mean that's that's an understatement as well i drive that guy nuts with all my wild let's add this to premium ideas so thank you premium members next up at ufc vegas 81 we have love me irina alexkiva taking on a melissa Dixon Arena, Alice Kiva's 5-1 and one overall, 4-1 in her last Go five, coming off a successful UFC me, debut. Me. I'm not going to let you say sing this whole fucking song. that you love me, fool <laughs> me, fool me. Uh, that's all I know, unfortunately. You need luck out. That's the only part I know. You know what song I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and then... Take it on Melissa Dixon, undefeated in her career, making her UFC debut. Arena Alexkiva, world Sambo champion. She just literally walks forward, wings punches from her hips, and then tries to get the grappling going. She's like a zombie. She's just going to keep walking forward. She's going to throw that wild, wild stuff, look to grapple, and when you're tied up, she's going to do whatever she's going to try to do to get it to the ground. Like most Sambo athletes, she's got great submissions, great takedowns, and she likes to take risks. Many times she'll actually get, get taken down because of the risk, but she doesn't care because that's where she wants to be anyway. She's coming off that win 
over Stephanie Egger where they were just like grappling. It was all of like two minutes into the fight, standing, and she just rolled for a standing knee bar and got it. And it's the and funny had, thing who watching. Had, yeah, who had a who had Irene? Who knows? What's funny about that type mm. stuff is she got it. So then it's like, oh, Russian Ronda, blah blah blah. If she doesn't get it. It's like, what insanely low fight IQ? Who rolls for a knee bar? That was so stupid. Now you're just getting elbowed. I, I think that rolling for leg locks is one of the best things. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I, that's one of the most I high percentage you plays I you, you can do. make. We just saw I fucking uh, Mateus gets fucked up trying to do that. <laughs> trying to do that last <laughs> week. Especially when you're just holding on to it. At least she like got it right away. Arched you know? just, like instantly. When yeah. you're just fucking just holding on to it. That's what Rebounds got <laughs> fucked up from Macy Barber too. Just like, why don't you throw, let it go? Jesus. It's a very high risk move. You're just, and you people end just up like in hammer a, fisting with a yeah. face. You're just like, oh God, I can get it. You Fuck end it. up in just such an awful position when you're chasing both, both anyway. arms like this and the person just <laughs> yeah. over top. You're just like, fuck yeah. you. Like, get the fuck off. Yeah. I mean, she ended it up is getting it. ma'am. She <laughs> she ended up getting it so good for her. She's taking on Melissa Dixon. Also known, when you do your own research, also known as Melissa Mullins. She's a powerful and accurate striker. And she's got really solid composure, especially for somebody with only five fights. Her striking is very clean. It's very impressive. She's going to work you to the clinch. She'll pick you apart at range. She'll fight you inside the pocket. And on top of all of that, she will wrestle. She's going to grapple. Her takedowns are not the best. And honestly, what's frustrating about them is she doesn't even need them. She is like picking people apart, beating them in the striking, and then still insists on clinching and working you to the cage and trying to get you to the ground. I don't fully understand that, but her striking is pretty impressive, like I said, for somebody for only with only five fights. I think Melissa could absolutely run away with this fight. Her striking <laughs> is very impressive. Arena leaves a lot of striking to be desired. My only real concern here is that Melissa will grapple when she doesn't need to grapple. She will work in the grappling. She will be picking you apart and then clinch against a cage. She'll be smacking you around, lighting you up, and then try to get you to the ground. If she's going to do that with Arena, she could end up getting caught. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know why she does it. She shouldn't be doing it, but she does. Melissa Dixon is going to be the pick, but what does concern me is the... Uh is the nonsense grappling for no reason. Jacob, I would love for you to pick Arena in this fight so we can bet straight up. You absolute moron Muppet. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, so I, I did pick Irina versus Stephanie Perfect. Eggert. Let's bet $100 and one of on the, it. I'll send you a bet openly right now. And one of the reasons I said that, and it kind of plays for this fight as well, is Stephanie Yeager, the best thing that she did was judo, right? She's a judo practitioner. So that, that was her thing, is judo into the grappling. And I said that if she gets in a clinch position versus this girl, Irina, she's not going to be able to use her judo the way she thinks, and she's going to get fucked up. And that's exactly what happened. Irina is a girl that does not give a flying fuck about anything. She says, she said before that these girls want to fight until they want to fight. I will start brawling, and they will break. And if you mix that, with Melissa's last fight, where you said she kept her composure, right? She won that fight. She won it with ground and pound. But for about four minutes in that fight, she was getting absolutely fucked up. If that is Irina fucking her up, she is going to get fucked up even worse and finish. And the reason why I love this pick for Irina is the same thing about the Stephanie fight. And you mentioned as well 
Melissa, when she is getting hit, when she is losing the striking exchanges, sometimes not even when she's losing strike exchanges, she does love going into that clinch position. She loves backing girls up against the fence, pushing them against the fence, working to try to get those takedowns because she is pretty good on the ground. I agree. I agree. If this turns into a pure jujitsu match, Melissa's going to be very live, right? I think that she is just a slightly ahead of Arena in just jujitsu. The issue is when she works into those clinch positions. That's where Irina want to be, baby. That's where Irina, so you got to love me, baby. That's where she wants to be. She wants you to grab her because she is going to fucking throw you across the octagon with her judo, with her sambo, and she is going to fuck you up. And I see the same thing happening here. She is going to invite, she is going to engage Melissa into a striking match. Melissa is not going to enjoy the type of brawling that Irina will put on her. She is going to try to clinch. Irina is going to grab her, throw her across the fucking octagon, and do whatever she wants to this girl. I could not believe that Irina was an underdog in this fight. Stephanie Yeager is a better fighter than Melissa. Now, Melissa is a decent fighter, right? And she is tough. And she does have jujitsu. So I played it. Little Irina money line. I'm going to hedge it a little bit with a Melissa by submission because mm. I think she's going to be live on the ground. But I think Irina has all the tools in the bag to win this fight and even finish this fight. Maybe in the second round, maybe early first round. Irina's that girl, man. She don't give a fuck, man. She literally doesn't give a fuck. I love Well, the good Irina. news is I just sent you a $100 bet. So why don't you go ahead and take that, put your money where your mouth is, bet openly. Oh, Got solid ooh. odds, these plus 133 odds for you. Also, why are you not talking about how good Melissa's striking is? Her striking's fantastic. <laughs> she got fucked up in her last fight. What are you talking about? Fantastic. All right, she was lucky to get we that don't... fight to the ground. She was lucky. No, you asked me about it, so I'm going to fucking talk about it. Sit there and shut the fuck up. She, she was lucky Bye. to get that to the ground. She was lucky to get that fight to the ground, to get top position, to get that ground and pound because she was getting absolutely fucked up, man. She was getting fucked up. Arena's striking is absolute shit. Worse than Diana Belbita, who you sat in that dumbass chair in that basement. I mean, that was, I, insisting that, was that she was going to win that fight, too. How'd that well, work? That was, uh, well, that was just because I was fucking okay. horny as shit. I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make and sure. And I'm definitely not horny right now. <laughs> I'm, definitely not horny for, I'm definitely not horny for Irina. No, no offense, Irina. I mean, actually, the Actually, you know. It's looking back on the Instagram, you know, you can grow that hair out. We'll see what's going on. See was really good, Irina. But uh, yeah, that was a different, different, uh, different pick then. Yeah, I, I bet it was. Anyway, take that bet openly, bet. I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting. Uh, it's just been accepted. So by you or somebody else? Uh, by me. Oh, good. There you go. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. Uh, so are you going to spend the seventy six hundred dollars in DraftKings for on your queen? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, there you go. 8,600 in DraftKings for Melissa Dixon. Uh, I'm not sure. I do think she wins this fight. I think, <laughs> I think the striking. I think she's going to dominate this fight. 8,600. Did I say dominate? You were acting like it, and I think that it wasn't the dom I don't know if it was dominate, but you were very sure that she's going to win this fucking fight. Uh, my exact words, because I do have a script that I write, said, Melissa should run away with this fight, but I am worried about the clinch work. That's all I said. Ooh. So, um... I don't know if I'm going to spend the 8600 drafting, <laughs> but I am going to spend your money that you send me after I take it in that bet openly bet. Guys, if you don't know what bet what openly you spend is, it on? How much beef? Probably food, yeah. <laughs> how much fucking corn beef? <laughs> you should see how many points I have at Jersey Mike's. You're going to send me a picture 
of you <laughs> sitting on the couch sweating and be like, these are meat sweats from your money. Yeah, 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 100%. That dude, I took that dude's bet openly money in the Discord, and then I went and bought myself one of those salad sandwiches and posted the picture. Salad sandwiches. It's called for spaghetti. It's what Italian's called spaghetti. Anybody who lives in... It's on a plate, so it's a salad. It's on a plate, so it's a salad. (laughs) Anybody who lives in North Texas, there's a place called Bread Zeppelin. I'm not sponsored, but if you're watching, I would fucking love to be... They make salad. It's a salad place, and you can get it as a salad, like a square, or they can suck the middle out of a French loaf and shove the salad inside of that, and oh, shit, is it good, man. It is so good. Because I love salad, and I love sandwiches. And <laughs> I, what, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. they call it a Zeppelin. You love salad. <laughs> Go ahead. Make a crack that I, that I love salads. I don't have to say anything. The camera's saying it for you. <laughs> This camera adds sixty-five pounds. Was it? There was a there was a joke. Somebody said the camera adds. I think it was King of Queens. Well, the camera adds ten pounds. He goes, "What is there? Ten of them?" Which is pretty solid. We want picks.com. Click become a member. You will unlock everything you have ever needed for only ten dollars a month. And my challenge to you is: if you find a product with more value than ours, I'll give you membership for free. It does not. Exist. We on picks.com. Click become a member. Next up at UFC Vegas 81. What are we laughing at? <laughs> I'd keep it moving. Oh, I see the comment. We have Terrence McKinney taking on Brendan Marote. Terrence McKinney uh, was on this card, lost his opponent like three weeks ago. It's been a while. Uh, but they finally slapped somebody together 12 hours ago. I don't have the odds on the screen, but what are the odds right now, Jakey boy? Minus, Minus 500, 500 still. Minus 500 And what? Still. Plus 400? Plus 350? What'd they give him? 385. Plus 385 for Brendan Marote or Marote, Marat. Terrence McKinney, 14 and 6 overall, 2 and 3 in his last five. He's coming off that short notice knockout win over Mike Breed, and he's taking on Brendan Murat, 8-1 overall, 4-1 in his last five, and he is making his short-notice UFC debut. Terrence McKinney, as we all know, is insanely talented. He's got good hands, very good wrestling, solid BJJ. We've said this time and time again. If Terrence McKinney had a chin and some cardio, he would be undefeated right now. He's just raw talent-wise, one of the best fighters at this weight class. It's incredible the tools and and what this guy can do with his speed and his abilities. The problem is, I mentioned he doesn't have much of a chin. He can get cracked. He does sort of gas somewhat quickly. But skill-wise, he has very, very, I don't want to say like super high level, like he was a D1 national champ, but he's he's a Juco All-American wrestler. We know he has power in his hands. He's incredibly fast. And right now he's just maturing and sort of finding his way through this game. But a talented Terrence McKinney with the cardio, with the solid game plan, is a game plan is a very, very dangerous guy. He's taking on Brandon Marote. This guy's a solid striker. He does like to bounce in and out before committing and throwing power. But like so many of these other Northeast guys, he is very tough. He's well-rounded. He's got no issue initiating takedowns in a grapple game plan. I did classify him as a striker. I opened with he is a striker because I feel like that's his game plan. He always wants to go in there and strike, and he he wants to keep a fight striking, but he gets hit a lot. 
and he gets hit often, and then he has to resort to the wrestling and to the grappling, which is decent. He's not a great wrestler, but he's good enough to get a lot of people down. Not a phenomenal grappler, but good enough to at least control and, and work stuff from there. Tough, gritty Northeast guy is basically how you're going to classify him. He's going to pressure forward and chase finishes. Oh, the Northeast isn't tough. I'm from Bumblefuck, Indiana, and my teeth are fake because I lost them all when I was eight and a half because I didn't brush them for the first eight years of my life. Is that what you're about to say? Uh, we got one guy that I'll put up, up against anybody when it comes to toughness, and he's from Indiana, so. Yeah, I, I bet he tattooed his nickname across his chest in true Indiana fashion. This is Terrence McKinney all day. I think there's minus 500 <laughs> odds. Angela, just... fucking take your shirt off and show your tattoos. You want to talk about tattoos? <laughs> At least lift the, lift the sleeve up and let them know. You want to talk about tattoos? Yeah, Terrence either. McKinney at minus 500 should frankly be minus 1,000 here. I get it. He is chinny. He doesn't have cardio. Those are the two These odds won't scary last long. things. They're not going to last long. Brendan Marot is – how do you think the – I'll wait for your breakdown. Brendan Marot is not the most dangerous guy here. He doesn't have that insane one-punch power. Terrence McKinney does. Terrence McKinney has phenomenal wrestling. Terrence McKinney has all the things, not to mention Brendan Marot stepping up on short notice. I think Terrence McKinney runs away with this. Minus 500 odds that we just heard about 10 minutes ago. I don't think they'll last long. I do think those are safe. We're going to get a one-and-a-half line, and I would play the under. What do you think, Jakey Boy? Uh, yeah, this is definitely one of those situations. And who is Terrence supposed to fight? Do you, do you remember? I can't remember. But it seems like they are trying to Helping him out again? Yeah, I, th I think they know what they have in a guy like Terrence McKinney, and he got a little bit too much too soon, which I don't think is going to hurt him in the long run, as long as his chin kind of holds up, you know? Chris Duncan, but this he had a much harder fight. Well, yeah, a much harder fight, but Chris, Chris Duncan is a, a chinny guy who can't get out-wrestled. I think that was a good matchup for him. I think even in that matchup, they knew what they were doing, I, and I think that this is another favorable, obviously, a, a regional guy coming in in short notice against a guy as talented as Terrence McKay. He's got the wrestling. He's got the striking. He's just got to stay away from the big shots, and as you mentioned, Brendan is a striker, which will default to his wrestling. The thing that I do not like about Brendan, most of all, is why don't you just fill out the nipples for the tattoos? I don't... Is that just... <laughs> Mine it just is. looks weird to like to sort yours just all the way through it, at know. least to the Oriola. Hold on. Oh my! We're doing this, huh? It's not even close. No, I was way oh, off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but to, just to circle it like that, I, I would get at least you know if you're gonna get to that point, I think you just at least get to the areola. I mean, it just look it would just look a little bit cleaner to me. But that's the first <laughs> thing I don't really like about Brendan. The second thing is when he get, starts getting hit against the fence he just kind of shells up man when he is back against the fence and you were shelling up we saw Terrence McKinney in his last fight he, he he has learned how to finish people against the fence when he has them hurt that's what he got in trouble with early right especially with Drew Dober he tried the flying knees he, he would hurt people he would try to chase it a little bit too hard you do the gas or get hurt himself and then he would get finished you saw in his last fight Boom, staying safe, working the body, working the head, being very methodical with the way he is able to finish people. And if he gets Brandon against the fence, maybe panicking a little bit, and Brandon starts shelling up, which I've seen in his regional fights, he's going to be in a world of trouble against Terrence because Terrence will pop, 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 maybe mixing a takedown, get a submission, or just kind of tee off working body head type of situations. So, unfortunately, you know, this is a great opportunity for Brandon. If he comes in and beats a guy who is beatable, I mean, it's very clear that he is a beatable guy. So, you, you just got to find that shot or weather the storm. There's definitely a couple paths to victory for him. Um, it'll be a big, big spot for him. But, you know, this is Terrence McKinney. He is 
kind of that dude for a reason. I hope he kind of puts it together. He's a fun dude. He's a good kid, fun dude. Yeah, and he has been he's been more controlled. So uh what was that the two fights ago that he lost to Nazim Sadikov, he came out a wrestle heavy game plan. He came out slower, wasn't throwing like a maniac, he was more controlled, and that was his plan. That's probably his plan for this fight as well, considering he was fighting Chris Duncan, who's a dangerous striker. So you mentioned all you have to do is weather the early storm. I I don't I don't even think you I think Terrence could win a decision here too. Like I, I think he's he's gonna be well prepared for this. We'll see. I, I, I like I said, I think minus five hundred is great. Great odds won't last long. Are you are you saying that sarcastically? Like you really think I mean last time you said that the odds went to like minus two seventy five after you were like you better get it, the odds won't yeah, last and long. And that person won. So I was correct. I was wrong about the odds. But I mean, if I, if if we weren't live right now, I would be figuring I out. I would slap to, you the fuck. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I literally slapped you. I literally slapped you. And I just fucking ate that shit. But you didn't man. do anything about it. Well, I'm the bigger man. There's, I mean, what am I gonna? You're I, liter- I don't. You're I don't. I'm a smaller man. I don't. I, have, I don't. I don't. I have gain tons of anything to prove from, it. I could. I, I yeah. I could have. Yeah. I could have retaliated. I could beat the fuck out of you. But what I mean now. Now that <laughs> now the entire experience for everyone there. Is ruined, right? Our relationship is then soured. Thank you so, much so you took a cheap your... shot, and I was the bigger man, <laughs> and I ate it, and it was it was no big deal. I saved, I literally saved this entire thing because I could have freaked out, I could have lost my mind, I could have thrown one of those Joe Rogan elbows right in your face. You'd have been bloody. <laughs> you, there would have been people, people just fucking peeling me off of you, and all this would have been over. But you took your cheap shot, right? You tried to inflict uh-huh. damage. Nothing happened. That was the best shot you you're probably gonna ever land. Right, I was unexpected. Right on the nose, pop, bam! I ate it. No big deal. The best and part I, about I, it, I and I'm forgetting. I mean, people think I. Yeah, like, he slapped, slapped the fucking shit at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I forgetting. I'm forgetting. Like I think, did you grab? I forget what it was. It was like a weird exchange, and I. It was wasn't like, a weird exchange. I was just like, so how do you do the the wrist control? And you were like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> no, and I, I was like, what's your deal? And you were like, people <laughs> like you more than me, and he started crying. It was a whole thing. Why didn't I also get credit for the other <laughs> No, I I forget what it was, but I was like joking, like, oh, like my hand could hit you in the face, but you know, I, were we drinking at that point or this is before the waitress came? Uh, that was about the fourth quarter. That was very late. Oh, okay. That was late in the day. Okay, that makes that sense. Was, that was late in yeah. the day. That makes sense why what I thought was a gentle, like, oh, your face No is range here. control. Was, you have no range control. Agree. Yeah, you have no range control. Okay, I'd rather hit you too hard than not hard enough. Yeah, I do apologize. I actually felt real bad about that. You did feel bad. I actually as soon as it made contact, I was like, "Shit, dude, I am so sorry." I was like, "Oh my god!" I I I actually didn't think it was that that. big a deal, and I I immediately was like, "Don't worry, dude. It's not going to bleed. I've never had a nosebleed." That was my initial reaction. Was like, "Don't worry." There would be nothing worse than if you did that on an accident, then like my nose starts bleeding, and then it becomes a thing, you know. But I was like, "We're good, man. My eyes didn't even water." (laughs) nerd i fucking ate that shot that's the second best shot i've ever eaten this the first one was in my best friend i was drunk as shit acting like i was gonna drive home and he was like you're not gonna drive home i'm like what are you gonna do about it and he just fucking cold cocked me in this he hit me right on my like equilibrium like right on the side of my head and it dropped me but it did not like it, it like boom i was like right in his face like what the fuck would you do that again 
I'm a better friend, didn't retaliate. I knew what he was doing at the time, understood the situation, even with alcohol involved. Guys, I'm a Amanda Tabitha Diana. I'm a lover, not a fighter. You so guys can beat to, me, and I won't do a nah, thing. Nah, no, when it comes, no, when it comes to defending a woman, oh, I, 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 to the fucking death. You understand me? I to the bet. fucking death. But when I it comes bet. to friendships, I'm not one of those guys that gets drunk like Angel and gets angry about things. I'm, I'm cool. I'm calm. I'm collected. I'm, I'm a good almost, time. I actually am only ever angry on these. And actually, somebody said you and I should fight. What? When is the date that we're fist fighting? It was booked. I think it is just it happened. February I think I just 9th? won a 10. I think that was a 10. That was a 10 8 for me. I believe it's February 9th for everybody still wondering. Jacob's hoping that I will forget, which I will not. After that shot, I'm not worried about fuck for shit. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, let's go. We'll do it right now. I'll drive over there right now. We'll do it right there in that fucking room. All Are you right. kidding me? That was your best shot? Okay. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. I'll wait. One of these times we should do that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. If I just like like WWE, oh, the, both know. your doors just bah, bust open. I rip my shirt <laughs> that off. That that It'd be even funnier if you were like doing the bark and I just all of a sudden showed up behind you and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" And turn around, Angelo. Knock in here. All right, let's go ahead and move. On. This is gonna take forever. Next up at UFC Vegas eighty one, we have Tanera Lisboa taking on Ravina. Oliveira, no DraftKings pricing yet for this fight. Is this? I didn't think this was a short notice fight, but it must have been put together somewhat recently for not to have any DraftKings pricing. But Tanera Lisboa, six and two overall, four and one in her last five. She is riding a four fight win streak. She's taking on Ravina Oliveira, seven and one overall, five and zero oh in her last five. She's got a seven fight win streak going into her UFC debut. She lost her debut, her professional debut, then a draw. And then seven in a row. Tanera Lisboa is a striker. She's got that Muay Thai background. She likes to load up on her feet, throw wild knees in the clinch. She does move pretty well. She's got some aggressive striking. Takedown defense is solid. And if she is taken down, she's got some submissions in her back pocket. She's coming off a successful UFC debut where she showcased her power and speed, but also the fact that she's got zero head movement whatsoever. She's taking on Ravina Oliveira. Doing research on her was especially painful. She's also known as Maria Canodi. Well, uh, Maria Marias. It is. Uh... <laughs> Dude, the, all the, and all the articles were like, all the articles were like Brazilian beauty, a Ravina. I actually Ooh. not seeing it. Wait. Anyway. Whoa. No way. You're going to Can't wait like to that. hear your pick on this fight. So Ravina with multiple last names, is a Muay Thai striker as well. She's got grinding takedowns. She likes to stalk forward, low hands, enter the pocket. She'll throw a flurry, some teep kicks, and then she'll try to clinch and work in a takedown. She's very fast, has plenty of volume. She has a 100% finish rate, but doesn't seem as dangerous watching tape as her record implies. You see the record? I'm like, oh, this she's going to be a bat out of hell, ripping people's heads off. But the reality is, just that's not the impression I'm getting. Look at you scouring through Instagram to hold something. <laughs> oh yeah, just fucking. I'm I'm deep in this right now. <laughs> Holy shit! I forgot I got to the bath. I got to fucking pee or something. I got yeah. I bet you out. have to pee. Yeah, I bet something's coming. Something. We got to fucking. Oh Jesus. <laughs> All right, oh. my God, dude. But I don't. Watching the tape, she doesn't seem as dangerous as she does. If you only look at her record, she is making her UFC debut. After seven wins, as I mentioned, as much as I think Ravina is pretty overrated, I also think these almost, well, more than three to one odds on the favorite side, I think those are too wide. The reality is Ravina's got a ton of pressure. She throws a wide variety of different strikes right down the pipe. She has no cardio, 
And the potential for takedowns, which isn't great, but Lisboa doesn't move her head. She doesn't, if you fight her at range, you can light her up. The only reason I am I am going to go Lisboa here is because of the clinch work. Oliveira spends a lot of time in the clinch. Lisboa will light you up in the clinch. And that's really the reason I'm going to lean. Yeah, I get it. She's I mean, you shape. were the one that was like, eh, no, not really for me. No, really for me. I didn't, uh, the whole, all the headlines, Brazilian beauty. I think. I mean, are you looking at it? I think there's, uh, I, I wouldn't have classified, that's not what the headline would have been. The headline would have been seven fight win streak. It wouldn't have been beauty. Anyway, Tanera Lisboa, I think she wins because of the And I love all women. I love all women. Is it to me now? It is to you. Uh, Yeah, so as you could see there, I I do enjoy Oliver's Instagram. She is a very, very beautiful uh, female. And she does have some decent... There's no way that just happened, right? I chugged this and slammed it down. And a little burp? I didn't burp. Was that the, oh, is you slamming it down? I thought you fucking just ripped it. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, <that's> <laughs> oh when you put I that. hear people do that on streams all the time. It actually fucking grosses me out. No. I know. That's why I was like, what the fuck? No, no, no. The sound I, you that put that the would gross down. me out. All right. Hey, my bad. That's my bad. See? See how I'm always the the, the bigger person? That admitting <laughs> when I'm, when I'm they, old, so. Yet again. Uh, yeah, so Oliver, very beautiful. I mean, absolutely. Did I say that already? I mean, just a beautiful, beautiful female. She does have good striking. I, I do agree. It, it seems weird in the way that she strikes because she is a powerful girl, but you nailed it. I mean, it doesn't look like there's crazy power in those strikes, so it's a little bit sneaky. She will get in those clinch positions. She does not really have the takedowns that she needs to get the fight to the ground, but she is going to be a striker. And in this matchup, in a mostly striking matchup, Lisboa's the better striker. I mean, that's just the way she's just a Muay Thai. She's a Muay Thai champion, but she's definitely got the Muay Thai style. And you saw that against... Um, Jessica Rose Clark. Jessica Rose Clark is a is a very good striker. I mean, she is a good striker. And she was fucking up Jessica Rose Clark. And then when Jessica Rose Clark went to the wrestling, because that used to be the way to beat Lisboa. Lisboa, the Muay Thai uh striker. Now her grappling has started to catch up, not only just to defend the takedowns, but also use her offensive grappling, which you saw that against um against Jessica Rose Clark. She was taken down at some point, but even off her back, she was threatening that arm bar. She was threatening that triangle. She was threatening those positions to stay safe off her back, work the sweeps, and then eventually end up getting her own submission in the third round. So even if uh Oliveira comes in and is able to maybe get a takedown or get top present or top uh position. I don't know if she can do that all three rounds, right? I, I don't know if she can just keep control and stay safe for all three rounds to get this fight. And then on the feet, I think Lisboa is just a, a much better striker than her. So I definitely get the odds. I understand the odds. I'm pretty high on Lisboa in this matchup. I think it's mostly striking. Oliver doesn't seem to have the power, like the, the one-punch speed and power mix to kind of hurt a girl like Lisboa. And Lisboa is a very, very good striker. So I disagree with your, your head movement comment. I, I think she's going to be fine in there. I think she's going to dominate this fight. Well, we're both on the same side. You're just more confident than I am. I do think, um, I, I guess the reason I think Lisboa wins is because Ravina does look for takedowns and she tries to get him from clinch and Lisboa is just going to light her up if she's hanging out in the clinch. So that's that's where I'm going with that. Uh, we don't have DraftKings pricing just yet, but this could be a sneaky under two and a half type fight. I mean, Ravina somehow, uh, all seven wins are by stoppage and Tanera Lisboa is... 
also uh, doing some work and a pretty dangerous striker. So we'll see what the DraftKings fantasy looks like. When that drops, we'll give you our picks, our predictions. You can use that. You can use the DraftKings Optimizer and all the other DraftKings tools that we have available to you that'll help you build some winning lineups for DraftKings Fantasy. And if you have no idea what DraftKings Fantasy is and you just thought they were a sports book, well, we'll teach you. Go to wewantpicks.com, click more, <laughs> click more. <laughs> Oh, I thought my mute my, I thought my mic was muted. <laughs> How about that? Click more, <laughs> click courses, and there's a whole beginner's guide to DraftKings Fantasy, which will walk you through exactly what DraftKings Fantasy is. And genuinely, what are you doing? Did you just bump a line? What is happening? I was drooling. Right? Yeah, I was drooling. Oh. What do you wipe your nose when you drool? My nose always itches. I don't know why. Okay. Um. Anyway, DraftKings Fantasy... We, I got you into that. And didn't it make fights far more enjoyable? It's just fun to give a shit about people you never would have given a shit about. So much fun. WeWantPicks.com. Click become a member. Next up, at UFC Vegas 81, we have Darren Elkins taking on TJ Brown. Darren Elkins, 27-11 overall. 3-2. and two. In his last five, he's coming off that decision loss to Jonathan Pierce. He's taking on downtown TJ Brown, 17 and 10. Three and two in his last five. He's coming off that submission loss to Bill Algeo. Darren Elkins, this guy's incredibly tough, literally tattooed across his chest, in case you didn't know. He's very tough. He will take whatever you give him. He will wear it as a badge of honor, and he will just keep coming forward. He's always live for a finish because he doesn't quit, because he is so tough. And he's a definition of a grinder. He's going to come forward, throw heavy, close the distance, try to cut off the cage, work in some grappling. Pretty good wrestler. He's got really, really nice top pressure. And he's coming off that loss to Jonathan Pierce where basically he ran into somebody who can wrestle better than he can. He's taking on TJ Brown. This guy's a high-paced fighter with solid striking, very good grappling, and he averages almost four takedowns per fight. His takedown accuracy is just okay at 55%, but all that indicates is that he's going to take a shot, and if he doesn't get it, he'll back out, he'll reset, he'll take another one. He's going to shoot, reshoot, just keep coming forward, keep working towards those legs and attacking for those takedowns. While he can be a busy offensive wrestler, his defensive wrestling kind of sucks, and it's at 36%. He has been taken down 14 times in eight fights, and that is a problem. And then another problem is he's been dropped four times as well. That's what makes this so interesting. Minus 190, two to one favorite. You would think, put that down. You would think that TJ Brown had phenomenal takedown defense and had a great chin. But Darren Elkins comes out here, bombs away, shoots his own takedowns, works forward. So now we have Darren Elkins, who is old, who is a little slower. I don't think Darren Elkins is the better fighter in this matchup. But he's 100% the tougher, more gritty fighter. So then it comes down to, can TJ's defense hold up? If TJ's takedown defense holds up and he gets his own takedowns going, then TJ's going to win the same way that Jonathan Pierce just beat Darren Elkins. But if TJ's takedown defense doesn't hold up and Darren Elkins just keeps coming, what are you doing? That was how you forgot the volume was on him on Darren Elkins' uh, Instagram. That was Darren Elkins. I bet it was. Anyway, I am going to pick TJ Brown here because I think he's just going to be a little younger, a little faster, a little fresher. But Darren Elkins, if he just comes charging forward, bombing away, shooting his own takedowns, he absolutely can win this fight. I think Darren's a great underdog, but I'm going with uh, downtown TJ Brown here. What do you think, Jakey boy? Here's what I'll say. 
And I, and I love both these guys. I, I, I've been a big, big fan of downtown T.J. Brown. He's, he's one of the, the founding members of Arkansas Wrestling, him and Bryce Mitchell, right? They are, they are boys, and I have propped up Arkansas Wrestling time and time again. We just saw Bryce Mitchell representing that Arkansas Wrestling. T.J. Brown's a better fighter here, right? Darren Elkins, almost 40 years old, got destroyed his last fight. Coming off, I mean, uh, look at it right now. He tore in, in that last fight against Jonathan Pierce, which, by the way, I think Jonathan Pierce is a better fighter than T.J. Brown. That's not really any disrespect to T.J. Brown, but I just think he is a better fighter. He tore his meniscus, he tore his MCL, and he fractured his fibula on the first takedown of that fight. <laughs> Didn't get finished. I mean, he is, the, he is the definition of fucking in the end of tough. That's how we all are. That's how we just got done talking about how tough I am eating Angelo's best shot, his cheap shot. He tried to Jorge Masvidal me, punched me in the nose. I ate it, no problem. Darren Elkins, the exact same thing. In this matchup, I want to say right now, Darren Elkins is the second leg of the Indiana parlay. It's Ashley Yoder and Darren Elkins. I'm from Indiana. That's why I got my little thing there, nap down, represent. But... Let me just say this right now. This is a, a bias pick, but I actually do believe in Darren Elkins. I said, he's older, coming off major knee surgery, broken leg, obviously big question marks. TJ Brown is the better fighter. You should probably pick TJ Brown in this matchup. You should probably stop listening to me, but I'm telling you right now, TJ Brown does some stupid shit. That guy is a guy that will stand in the pocket. He will throw heavy shots. He will leave himself exposed. He will get hit. He will get dropped. Angelo mentioned he is a guy that can get taken down. He can get out wrestled. Darren Elkins was a, we're talking about Arkansas wrestling, Indiana wrestling. I mean, this was like fucking 30 years ago, but he was like a hundred and something like four as a, as a high school wrestler. He has shown that he can out wrestle people and TJ Brown also gets tired. He that's, those are three things that you do not want to have happen against a guy like Darren Elkins. Because Darren Elkins, even in that fight against Jonathan Pierce, in the pocket, you saw him landing those shots. Yeah, they're awkward, but he's going he's gonna to duck his head and he's just going to throw. And those are the shots that TJ Brown gets hit with because he leaves himself exposed. He is a wrestler that sometimes thinks he's a striker, sometimes wants to throw those big, heavy shots to knock people out. I'm sure there is nothing he would love more than to finish a guy like Darren Elkins who nobody else can really finish. And if he comes in and thinks this is going to be easy and I'm just going to knock this guy out really quick, he's going to find himself in a world of fucking hurt because Aaron Elkins has shown he can weather the storm. He can get takedowns. He's not going to get tired. And that's why I am going with the upset pick here. A little bit biased. Like I said, I'm going with Derek Elkins here to kind of weather the storm. I mean, you said it yourself. He gets dropped. He gets out wrestled. He gets tired. I think Darren Elkins is going to surprise some people here with his uh, tenacity. Uh-oh. Is it my internet or his? Uh-oh. Ah, oh, fuck. His internet's froze. Fuck. I'm going to kick him and he'll come back. He'll come back. Um. Anyway, so Jakey and I are on opposite sides of this fight. I do think uh, Darren Elkins is a live underdog. I have no idea who Jacob's lock of the week is. Um. You froze. Come back. I don't know who Jacob's lock of the week is, but I uh, wouldn't be surprised if it was Darren Elkins. I do think that $7,400 may be worth it. I think we're going to end up in a situation where Darren Elkins is either going to come out here. Somebody made the comparison in the live chat. Darren Elkins is either going to come out here looking a lot like, uh, who was your lock of the week two fights ago? It's going to look like that motherfucker. What? Who was your lock of the week two weeks ago? The one that Tim Means? 
Yes. Darren Elkins may come out here looking like Tim Means, staying gritty, staying in his face, or uh, we're just going to look old and slow and get pieced up. You going to spend the $7,400 on Elks? That's probably better spots, honestly. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, yeah, I hear you. I'm biased, uh, what guys. Ha- what happened to your internet? It just Did anything happen or just? Well, obviously it went out for a second, Angelo. I know, but did you notice it elsewhere? Did everything seem fine on your end? No, it was my internet. Just dropped for a second. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, we good, baby. Shit. Loosen the fuck up. Are you pissed because the surgeon who did the stitches on Darren Elkin's chest did a better job than the one who did the stitches on your face? Listen, you want to be the, the guy that's known as... I mean, you can laugh about it, but you, you want to be oh, the guy that's go. known... Here we yeah, go. No, it's fine. Like, like I said... I'm always going to be the bigger person in these situations. And if you want to be the guy that's that's known as making cancer jokes, because if you guys don't know, I had cancer on my face. You'll see the scar here. So Angelo is making fun of the fact that I am a cancer survivor, and I do have a scar representing that cancer that I went through. So if you want to be known as that guy, I'm going to take the high road again and let you be that guy, Angelo. It must, it must be nice up there. It's got to be nice. Not your apartment. That's down here. But, like, your emotional... That's got to be good for you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. You've come along. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so shook. That was touching. That was good stuff. Uh, if you guys want to become a premium member, it's $10 a month. Jacob gets a good chunk of that. It will help him. Uh, With the treatments. You know. <laughs> Sunscreen. <laughs> um, we want picks.com. It is only 10. I mean, when you say he's making fun of, like, that's literally what you're doing. Yeah, that literally is what you're doing. But I know that it was just bullshit. And even if they didn't carve it out of your face as aggressively as they did, nothing would have happened. Nothing. Right. You're not just, yeah, it's just cancer. Survivor. What's going to, I mean, what's yeah, just, just cancer? Didn't you literally ask, and like, yeah, maybe in 100 years you would have died. Wasn't it something just like cancer. that? It's just cancer. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. It's never killed anybody before, I don't think. <laughs> not me, we Mom, Papaw. <laughs> <laughs> become a member it is only ten dollars and i can month. make that i mean both my uh, both my grandparents <laughs> died from cancer so i can make that joke that wasn't just like a random joke i, so. I literally think everybody's grandparents died from, both of mine did too I'm, oh actually no my grandmother died yep there you go ovarian and pancreatic those are bad ones so I'll, i'm lucky to survive this first one but this, if it comes back there's no way i'm so Become a premium now, so I can. You if you got to become a premium now, I got to get to Brazil quick, guys. Because if this shit comes back, it's fucking. It's, it's not going to be good for me. So become a premium member today. Get me to Brazil. I don't know if Brazil's going to be good for you. They got a lot of sun over there. You need to find yourself a nice. No, they got a lot of. Antarctic they got a lot of shade. Woman. No, they got a lot of shade. <laughs> a lot of trees. A lot of big ass fucking trees. I bet. Next up. At UFC Vegas 81, we have Christian Rodriguez taking on Cameron Saman. Christian Rodriguez, 9-1 overall, 4-1 in his last five. He is riding a two-fight win streak. Saying on undefeated Cameron Saman at 9-0, and he does have seven career stoppages. Christian Rodriguez is a slick striker. He's got solid movement, good speed. He is going to bounce between 135 and 145. His only career loss was at 145, so he's probably going to stick around at 135 for a little while here. He's got decent takedown defense at 66%, but he has been taken down 13 times so far in the UFC. He's coming off that underdog win over Raul Rosas Jr., where he basically just conserved his energy and beat a 17-year-old. He's taking on Cameron Saman, 9-0 overall. 
undefeated. So it's always weird breaking down some of these undefeated fighters because like Jacob, Jacob's mentioned this in the past, I like seeing how somebody looks in a loss. I want to see, did they get the break speed off them? Did they quit? Do they have quit in them? I like seeing what a loss looks like. We haven't really seen that yet out of Cameron Saman, but he is a fun technical striker. He can grapple when he needs to. He does a great job stepping into combinations, finishing them with leg kicks, and just when you think you have a striking cadence figured out, he's going to shoot. He's going to work in a spinning attack. He's going to work in some takedowns, and then he'll go from there. He's got solid jiu-jitsu, solid takedown, solid striking. Does not have incredible power, but he is fast. He is accurate, and he is pretty relentless. He's coming off that first-round knockout over Terrence Mitchell. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm on the Cameron Saman side. I like the plus money here. The reality is I do think this is a somewhat close fight. I think Cameron's probably going to be a little bit better of a striker, a little bit better of a grappler. I think Christian Rodriguez is getting far too much credit for beating a 17-year-old kid who gassed out. Raul Rosas Jr. beat the piss out of Christian Rodriguez and then got exhausted. And then kept making these, like, basically kid mistakes. Like, he's 17. He was jumping guard, like, just making stupid mistakes, hanging on to things he shouldn't have been hanging on to. Christian did a phenomenal, to his credit, he won the fight. I'm not taking the win away from him. He did a phenomenal job conserving his energy, knowing where to explode, where not to, what to avoid, how not to. And that's what won him the fight. But the credit he got for that win is a little a little ridiculous and then even the announcers you go listen to the announcers in that fight they were talking like christian rodriguez put on a clinic he got his ass kicked in that first round so he is a very good fighter i'm not i don't want to pretend he's not a good fighter. he's a very good fighter both of these guys are good prospects i'm going to be on the cameron saman side because i think he's going to be a tiny bit better everywhere i think christian rodriguez's lines a little inflated because of that last fight but I don't necessarily think Christian won that last fight. I think Raul Rosas Jr. lost that last fight. What do you think? Jakey Boombalutz. Yeah, there was nothing, I think, that surprised me more than these odds. What were the opening? Go back for real quick. What were the opening odds? Because I, when I, when Minus I broke down this fight. Yeah, so when I, when I broke down this fight, I, I was really just assuming that, that Cameron Saman was going to be the favorite. I mean, he's an undefeated fighter. He's looked pretty good in all of his fights. I know the Mana fight was a little bit weird in, in certain instances. By the way, I, I, I mean, I was at that fight. I, you know, I, I was actually at, at 285, <laughs> I went, I don't know what's so funny, but I actually went to 285 there. I met uh, Amanda Hebos. And uh, by the way, we have some Amanda Hebos news. Um, we forgot, we actually, I forgot to mention that. So we're just going to do it right now. A little tangent here. I actually tweeted at Amanda Hebos. Um, I said, you did not mention me. National boyfriend day was last week at some point. I, I, I tweeted her and I was I just straight up and honest with her. And what I didn't think about when I tweeted her at the time, Angelo, pay attention here, was it was U.S. national. So she probably didn't even realize that it was because it's national boyfriend day for the U.S., oh, which is, is different. So that, okay. that's probably why. But I did tweet at her. And and was like, you know, you didn't tag me. Like, what's going on here? You you should have tagged me in National Boyfriend Day. Didn't expect a response, right? Because she's got to be kind of casual about type that type of stuff. Oh, yeah. But we got a response, Angelo. And um, oh, here's okay. the here's the post here. It says, yeah, it's just, and it's a little video as well. The the little kid crying. I said, you forgot to tag me in National Boyfriend Day at the Amanda. And this was her response. So you read into this how you want. Oh, she put her own gif of her kissing somebody on the cheek. Okay. So there you go. I mean, that's not Photoshop. That's nothing. So nice. That's uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's getting pretty serious, I think. 
pretty serious. I think she's starting to send those messages. Like, you're, hey. wearing, you're wearing her down, dude. You're wearing her down. <laughs> I think she saw the Deanna stuff and was like, I said, I told Discord, I was like, the best way to get a girl is to move on to the next girl because then that girl that you wanted is going to see that and they're going to fucking, oh boy. So, Amanda, we're excited to get this thing rolling. But, uh, yeah. How did I get there? Yeah, oh, the yeah, I don't know fight. how you got there. <laughs> so the two eighty the five fight. Uh, Cameron Saman to me, I thought he was gonna be. I thought he was gonna be the favorite wait, in this sorry. match. How did I get there? Was so genuine because you definitely were like. How, wait, how yeah, did I, I like, get there? I'm looking at Cameron Saman. Like, I'm like, he's not Brazilian. I'm like, what the fuck? What the, how the fuck did we make this connection? But Cameron Saman to me is is the better. I don't want to say overall fighter in this matchup, but what it comes down to is just like I broke down the. Uh, 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 What's it? What was this? What's his name? The the second fight that I against um, Chris Gutierrez. Who's fighting Chris Gutierrez? Fucking Alatang Haley. Yeah, Alatang Haley. Um, and I said Alatang Haley can win this fight, but he's got to win it in a certain way. He's got to win it with pressure. Cameron Saman can win this fight. He should win this fight. But he's got to treat this like a kickboxing match. He is the faster striker. He should be able to win basically every striking exchange in this matchup. If he keeps his distance, uses those kicks, uses his speed, and just pick this guy apart. Not that Christian can't strike, but he's more of just kind of a, a, a plodding boxing-style striker. And Cameron's got the speed. He's got the in and out. But if Cameron comes in and, and, and tries to wrestle this guy for whatever fucking reason, I have no idea why he would want that because Christian has shown that he can out scramble and wear people down even if you are winning the exchanges even if you're winning the exchange even if you're on top he's going to make you work in the wrestling and you're going to all of a sudden realize holy shit I'm a little bit tired when people get tired they want to wrestle more and then Christian is going to win those exchanges so my pick my, my pick is is Cameron Saman in this matchup but the second if he shoots one takedown oh I'm fucked that's how I feel about it is that if, if he is shoot if his game plan is to try to grapple this guy, he's fucked. He's probably gonna lose his fight. But if his game plan is, hey, I don't want to wrestle, I'm gonna strike, I'm gonna make this kickboxing match, he should win this matchup. So it's it's kinda like up to Cameron in my mind, um, how he fights. So my pick is Cameron, but I'm a little bit because he seems like somebody that's gonna be like, Oh, I'm gonna wrestle this guy. <laughs> and then fucking get swept and get dominated. He does seem like somebody that would come out with a stupid game plan and make some stupid mistakes. Yes. But that's why I said, I, I honestly, what worries me more about him is the undefeated. I, I want to see some, not, I don't necessarily need to see you lose a fight, but I just want to see what it looks like when things are not going your way. What does that look like? And last fight, like, it, you saw it a, a little bit. I, the, a level little, of I yeah, the level of competition wasn't really there, but you saw him off his back. You saw him sweep off his back. And what I did like, Here's what I do like about what we saw in those positions was he went, I think there was one position he went for an arm bar, but he used it to get back to his feet. He used it to get yeah, back he into an avenue. There was another one where he was threatening a guillotine, but he didn't go all in. He used it to get into a better position. So at least you saw a little bit there to where it's like, okay, he's not a complete idiot as far as like, let me just stay yeah. on my back and chase <laughs> this wild stuff. So it should be a it should be a fun fight and i i sounded very anti christian rodriguez there that that wasn't the intent the intent was more uh, you know i i think he got too much credit for that last fight but he's still a good fighter still a slick striker and to your point great cardio and solid scramble his, his skills. boxing he has is, been, i think i think his boxing is underrated too 
I think their striking is about even here. I was surprised to see that most of the comments on my Quick Picks video were that, oh, Cameron's the much better striker. It's like, really? I think he's faster. Strike, yeah, striking is about even. I think he's honestly. an overall better striker and faster, but if they just, like, stay in and trade, I think Christian yeah. is, is probably right there, you know. Well, it'll be a it'll be an interesting fight for fur for sure, but I think the uh, the value you're going to get on Cameron's worth it. Seventy eight hundred dollars in DraftKings. Anytime you get a seven in front of the number, that's a nice that's a nice little bonus. And plus one twenty five, you got a better deal a few days ago. But I still think there's some solid value there on Cameron because I think he's a good underdog and I think he can absolutely win this fight. Are you going to spend the seventy eight hundred dollars in DraftKings? I I think that if he wins, he needs to be boring. So I don't. Yeah, you don't want him to wrestle, but yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah, obviously so I, so I don't. If well. I if I'm picking him as a pick, I don't want him to score well, honestly, because if he starts scoring well, he's going to get himself in some trouble. Yeah. If that makes any sense at all. But no, I get it. Uh, I think he'll be okay if he wrestles, but I hear what you're saying. Christian will just make it ugly. Then you're going to get tired, and then you're stuck in these weird scrambles, and now you're young and you're heart- tired, and things are going well. Is that a little heartburn? Uh, no. Uh oh. Oh no. Oh, that's the little dog. I thought it was Tiffany. Oh, my God. Dog. Jesus. I'm not getting him to get that dog. Fuck that dog. Stupid-ass dog. WeWantPicks.com. Click Become a Member. You went for you. I mean, within a span of 20 no, minutes, you were funny. like, you're making fun of cancer, and now you hate puppies. I mean, that's not a good look. No, it's, it is so funny. I'm just saying, fuck that dog. I literally say that all day. I'm like, honestly, Tiff, I fucking can't stand that dog. And then she has picture after picture of me just like, oh, you're the cutest little puppy. <laughs> like, it's just so annoying. It's just, he's actually gotten better. He had only one accident. He's gotten much, much better. My issue is I hate the dog when he pisses on the floor. So it's like, this is, and we're sending him to dog school. supposed to, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. need advice. I don't, I don't need know, advice. I don't know I don't much about, it. but I will say, and, and uh, Amanda, you know, Tabitha and Deanna, that, <laughs> You know, when they say for better or for worse, when you're doing your vows, for I, I feel like I'm one of those people that's like, it doesn't fucking matter to me, better or for worse. Like, Deanna just lost. I don't give a fuck. I thought she lost beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she lost beautifully. I sat here. I don't give a fuck. I, lo- I sat here uh, when, Tab- when, 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 when um, Rebus lost. I was more upset with her. She was at Disney the next day living her life. I was devastated. Had a little bit something to do with that $2,000 parlay I had, but <laughs> I was fucking devastated. I care for these women, Angelo. I know you do. I know you do. And help Jacob get to Brazil. Only $10 a month for, for 30 cents a day. You can help this cancer-riddled boy get himself to Brazil. My dreams. We don't know how much time he has left. Literally 30 cents a day. We want picks.com. Click become a member. Play the Sarah McLaughlin music, and we're going to get this going. We're going to get this going, Jacob. We're going to get you. <laughs> Let me start it over. Let me start. Okay. Go ahead. Oh. For only 30 cents a day, you can help this cancer ridden boy get himself to Brazil. That's too loud. Get himself to Brazil so he can meet the woman of his dreams and live out. What short life he has left. WeWantPicks.com. It is only $10 a month. Not only are you going to help this, what looks like, starving child. You will also get picks, bets, tools, data, insight, and more. I don't even know the song, to be honest with you. I'm just trying to... <laughs> it was solid. It was solid. Well done, Jacob. Someone said, um, <laughs> unsub. How can you fucking unsub from that, Richard? Get the fuck out of here, pussy. Richard sucks. Dick. <laughs> Got his ass. 
Next up at UFC Vegas 81, we have essentially an immediate rematch between Edgar Chavez and Daniel Lacerda. These two guys just fought a couple of weeks ago. And it ended with uh, the referee stopping the fight. He thought Daniel was unconscious. He wasn't. They called it a bad stoppage. I'll argue about that a little more in a minute. But Edgar Shar is 10-5 overall. 2-2-1 two, two and one in his last five. Obviously coming off that no contest. Daniel Lacerda 11-5 overall. 0-4. Oh, 0-4-1 oh, in his last five coming off that no contest as well. Edgar Chavez is a solid fighter, right? He made a short notice. <laughs> Hold on. It's, it's just funny because I don't they started spamming. It. I see it. I but it's funny it. that his name is Edgar. Edgar, Edgar Charnas. Oh, that's why they're doing the egg? I thought it was because I was shaped like an egg. And it's not because they're doing it. It's just the, the funny that, that you keep saying Edgar. You know, it's kind of the same thing. So Edgar. I know, but it's kind of, you know, it sounds the same. You, you get Angelo, let's try and follow along, Egalo. See, that's why I didn't want to acknowledge it. And now here we are. Anyway, Edgar Chavez is a solid fighter. He made his short notice debut at UFC, whatever the hell that was, a couple of months ago against Tatsuro Tyra. Plus 600 underdog. He did have a couple of moments of success. But he also showed us that he's willing to pull guillotine and like jump guard and do some crazy stuff like that. But the reality is he is solid. He's a tough guy. He's going to come forward. He can piece you apart. He's going to hang tough, that Mexican tough, piece you apart, work in a single or two, work in some submission attempts, and then go from there. Uh, as I mentioned, he's coming off that no contest with Daniel Lacerda. I'll talk about that very, very quickly. Frankly, I don't think... That was a bad referee call. The referee checked his arm a few times, and Daniel's arm, it stayed up, it stayed up. And then he, like, checked it again a minute later, limp as hell. His arm is limp as hell. He and didn't that referee, check it. Uh, it just he, went he, limp. It went limp. Fine. He didn't check. The arm went limp. So I'm not saying it was the greatest call in the world. I just don't think railroading that referee makes as much sense as people think. If you watch that fight and you watch that exchange, it's like, yeah, the dude was in this choke. His arm was limp as hell. And the angle that that referee's at, it is what it is. This guy is there to protect the fighters. Daniel said is limp. Limp. Why was he limp? Oh, well, technically, this choke, what you don't want, get the fuck. Why was he sometimes, limp? Sometimes when you're, choke when you're like overweight, it's, it's it, ridiculous. it causes issues. <laughs> Never had that issue. Taking on Daniel Lacerda. Probably somebody said it in the comments. It's, it's not wrong. One of the best 0-4 fighters that you're going to see. This guy is a dangerous striker, dangerous grappler, very, very aggressive on his feet. And he's willing to die out there. That's why 11 and 5, 11 wins by stoppage, all five losses by stoppage. He will go out there. He will chase what he needs to chase to try to get that win. And frankly, when they fought the first time, he took Edgar down. He beat Edgar up a little bit. Edgar had that scramble. I actually had to call Jacob and be like, wait, how did that fight go again? And then I had to rewatch the fight because in my mind it was like, oh, well, Edgar was going to him, submit him no matter what anyway. And then I rewatch it after talking to Jacob. It's like, was he though? Like, let's say that was completely bullshit. The limp, all that was bullshit. Was he? Because Daniel Lacerda got to take down when he wanted to. He is dangerous. I do still think Edgar Shire is going to win this fight. Um, the odds... He closed at minus 220-ish last time. He's minus 270 now, so they didn't necessarily take off. Um, I still think Edgar's going to win, but I, I think it's a little more questionable now than it was before because we saw part of this fight, and Daniel took him down somewhat easily. 
and could potentially do it again. So Edgar Charge is going to be the pick as he was last time, but it's uh, I don't think railroading that referee is necessarily correct. We think Jakey Boy. Uh, yeah, I will say that I cannot believe after that fight that the odds got wider. I, I really thought that they would get closer. I was actually was like, oh man, we're not even going to get Lacerda at dog odds anymore when I left that fight because the biggest question mark, there was there was no doubt about the talent level of Daniel Lacerda, as you talked about. Probably one of the best 0-4 fighters in the UFC. The guy's talent is unreal. What he kept doing was he would either blow his load, do something stupid. He went too hard, too fast. As you said, willing to die in there in every first round and got himself in trouble. Even when he was having success, then he would gas and then he would run into trouble. He was willing to die in there, just like we saw Grant Dawson, was, which is absolutely, he said before the fight, well, I'm, I'm willing to die in there, gets hit with a jab and fucking just curls up in a fucking ball at fucking pussy. But the biggest question mark for Dan Lacerda is, can he calm down? Can he come into a fight and be the same talent level but pace himself? And what did he do in that Edgar fight? He was pacing himself. He was doing exactly what we wanted him to do. He was looking good, taking his time, had a nicely timed takedown. And with that takedown, you saw, oh, he's going to be able to take down Edgar whenever he wants because Edgar is a guy that will fight off his back. He will chase those submissions. He will look for those guillotines. And Lacerda is the guy that knows how to stay safe on the ground. Yeah, he got caught up in this little bit of a guillotine situation, but that was a little bit of a Hail Mary thing. I don't know if that's going to happen again. Yeah, it happened in that one. It was, people called it early start, whatever it is but I don't know if that's going to happen again the thing that worries me the most is a couple things number one Edgar was kind of fucking up his leg a little bit I mean he was laying in some nice heavy <laughs> leg kicks they were kind of trading leg kicks but you could see that Edgar's were a little bit heavier so that does worry me because if Daniel is going to take his time he's got to he's got to have a game plan to check those leg kicks otherwise he's going to run into some issues because once you lose your leg you're kind of fucked so that that's what worries me the other thing is maybe he comes in a little bit pissed off, right? Because he thinks it's an early stoppage. I, I, I should have been winning that for whatever he thinks. And he comes in a little bit too hot, a little bit too heavy. And he turns in to the old Lacerda because it's a rematch, because he's a little bit fired up. He's already fought this guy before. And he comes in and he turns. That's what. That's my biggest worry in this fight. I'm picking the Daniel Lacerda in this matchup. I picked him last time. I'm picking him again because I think he can get the takedowns whenever he wants. He is the better fighter in, in my mind. Edgar's a tough dude. But I'm worried that he's going to come in and turn into the Lacerda of old, get emotional because it's a rematch, and he is going to blow his load again because if it comes down to a, a war and durability, I would take Edgar. I, I would take Edgar in that matchup. So I think Lacerda is the better fighter, can get the takedowns when he wants. He is my pick, but I do worry. I'm surprised about the odds. I was surprised. That's why I called you, but I was surprised the opposite direction. I'm like, wait, wasn't it like obvious he was going to win this fight? Why is he not minus 400? You're like, no. So then I went back and I watched. And I'm like, okay, I can see. I think, I, you know, there are still a lot of people in the comment section that saying, oh, I'm more confident now than I was and, I don't and all can, that. Because like, no. the problem is Lacerda has not shown us that he, like, we know Edgar Charles is tough. He is tough. He's not a guy you just finish quickly. He's just not. And we know Lacerda doesn't have more than a minute and a half of gas. So it's but those like are, now, those are but those gas those gas tank issues are when he I get it is trying to chase a finish. Dead. It's when he it's when he is like ah 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 yeah so like it's not CJ like, Vergara he almost right. killed that guy right so it's like 
It's kind of, I'll, I'll never blame somebody. Obviously, it's not all the way. I mean, there is probably some gas tank issues as well, but I will never blame somebody for getting tired when they're trying to chase a finish, when they're trying to be aggressive, because that's what you want a fighter yeah, to yeah. do. Obviously, there's smart ways to do that, but, you know, if somebody's just going to get tired because, like, the CJ fights, like, of course he got tired. He's fucking yeah, <laughs> sprinting yeah, around trying to chase this guy down, you know? Literally chasing him down, but this should be, I mean, you know, it, it should be a fun fight. I, I do think... Charles is going to win. I think he was going to win the first time. I think he's going to win this time. A lot of it because he has got that Mexican fighting spirit. This guy is tough. He's not somebody you're just going to get out of there super quick. I think he can weather the storm. You you think there might not be a storm coming. I think there probably will be, and I think he'll weather it, and then he'll you know do what he does. As long as he's not pulling guard and doing any of this other stupid shit that we have seen him do in the past. He does have low-ish fight IQ. He chases. And that could yeah. absolutely be a problem for him. And I think so the, I'm going to avoid it. Yeah, and this this catch, I think it's a, a catch weight 130. I think that's going to help both guys, honestly. Well, Charles is how tall is this dude? Five seven. He looks a lot taller than that. That can't be. I right. think it's going to help both guys. I mean, I, I think they yeah. they both cut a lot of weight to 125. So I think it's going to help both guys. Yeah, it'll be interesting. But uh, 9,200 dollars in DraftKings again is tricky because. If Daniel Serra loses, he gets finished. That's just how this guy loses. And all of a sudden, Edgar Charles may be worth that money. And obviously, uh, any of your large tournament lineups, you're chasing that big payout, those big GPPs, multi-entry type stuff, you're going to need some exposure you to GPP? Daniel Serra. A little bit. You're going to need some exposure to Daniel here. He's $7,000, and his wins are all by finish. So we'll see what happens. We want picks.com. Click become a member it is only ten dollars a month and it will help jacob get better internet his internet bailed on us yet again we'll give him a second to come back let me know right now in the comments if you agree with that referee statement i saw a few of you did support that but the reality is the referee is there only for the safety of the fighters the safety includes enforcing the rules and includes making sure somebody doesn't die. And when you see a fighter's arm go 100% limp, I feel like you just got to jump in there and, and do what you got to do. I saw a couple of people agree, and then some guy wrote an 11-page paragraph on one of the comments talking about, well, it was this choke. I don't want to hear the jujitsu nerd version. Don't give me the jujitsu. The well, I mean, the fact, is, that, the fact that DC and Yeah, they Omni both Cruz were like, were oh, like, I knew it. Yeah. They were like, yeah, it's not a... It went limp, so... Just grab it again and see if he's good. That's all you got to do. I get it. Went it. Limp, but then he stopped it. Just grab it again. I think I have. I refed wrestling for a while. I think I have more appreciation for referees than judges. Judges, and we've talked about this before, they have time to think about what they're going to write down on that paper. Where referees have to react instantly. And sometimes Chris, it's just Chris the Tyler, wrong he's thing. He's a fucking idiot. Some, he's always Sometimes an idiot. it's just the wrong thing. Dude, he's always an idiot. When it comes down, when it comes to give some, was giving he, somebody the was benefit he the one of the who debt, screwed up the Ronnie Lawrence one. That wasn't him, he, right? No, that that was um, uh, uh, Keith. But he, yeah. he's the one that with headbutts and the point deductions, and I mean he's fucked locking the Rico. So I'm a little bit biased, but I mean he is like Mister Fucking. There is no benefit of the doubt when it comes to fish, fucking Chris Tayoni. and the fact that right afterwards too they changed the ruling, but right afterwards Daniel Sanders looking at him like, dude, I'm I'm good, and Chris Tayoni on his high horse like. Nope. Nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. yeah. <laughs> Fucking. Idiot. I am surprised they flipped that. Chris Ty Lonely. That was your. That was your got him. That was like the Chris Christie. We're gonna call it Donald Duck. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, he was so pumped. Dude, that. like no so like, like he's the first person ever thinking that. Like, what uh, the fuck? He was so pumped. Ooh, for that. It was it, the prepared the prepared one liners in the little, base row. Was a great. Smirk, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next up. At UFC Vegas 81, we have Michelle Pajeda taking on Andre Petrovsky. We don't have DraftKings pricing yet because Andre Petrovsky is stepping up on pretty short notice. He just stepped up the other day. We heard about it on Saturday, so it'll be a one-week notice step up. Michelle Pajeda, 28-11 overall, 5-0 in his last five. And you will notice this fight is at middleweight after the failed weight attempt against Wonderboy. Taking on Andre Petrovsky, 10-1 in his career, 5-0 in his last five, coming off that split decision win over Gerald Mearshart. Michelle Pajeda, breaking him down now and breaking him down a few years ago seems a little bit different because Michelle Pajeda started his UFC career as a capoeira fighter, spinning, doing kicks, flips, all of the things. Wildly athletic, wildly busy, taking chances, doing all sorts of fun, crazy stuff. But lately, he has been slowing it down a bit. He's more mature. He's buttoned it up a little bit. He's not doing all the craziness. And he's actually more of a decision fighter than he was of this like terrifying, wild athlete. He is a massive 170 pounder, which is why he struggles to make weight. He's going to be fighting at middleweight. I don't know if this is his permanent home or if this is a, you know, a an FU. You need to do middleweight because you, you screwed us at 170 more than once. But this was a middleweight fight. He was supposed to fight Marc-Andre Barrault before Andre Petrosi. So the middleweight was always Michelle Pajeda's plan. That's not a favor for the new opponent. He's taking on Andre Petrosi, as I mentioned, on short notice. Andre Petrosi is a very good wrestler with very good takedowns. His stand-up is just okay, but he does load up with the power. He shoots those takedowns. They are fast, nice, clean takedowns. And when he gets to the ground, he's got very good BJJ, and he'll use that to control positions, try to snatch up a submission. He's coming off that split decision win over Gerald Mearshart, where he did have two takedowns and a knockdown, but he was also taken down, outstruck, and just in general looked like shit. And that's why this is a weird step up for Andre Petrosky. I think they just assumed, oh, I'm, we're going to be bigger than him. Let's just take him down. But Michelle Pajeda's got decent takedown defense. Michelle Pajeda is big as shit. He might be the bigger fighter in this matchup, even though he's at 185. This is like when um, uh, Alex Pajeda fought Jan Blachowicz. Alex was bigger. He was the 85-pounder. He was bigger. That might be what's going on here. So we're going to have Andre Petrovsky, who doesn't have very good cardio to begin with, stepping up on short notice to fight a guy who actually has shown to have decent cardio up at weight. Like, there, there's so many weird things going on with this fight. I actually do think Michelle Pajeda is going to win this fight. I think the cardio is going to be the difference. Andre may have some early success, but Michelle is very tough. Even if you take him down, he'll be able to survive. You're not going to submit him. You're not going to ground and pound him. You're split decisioning Gerald Mearshart. I don't think Michelle's going to give you that kind of leeway. And uh, short notice step up for a guy with no cardio. I'm going to go Michelle Pajeda here. And um, it is going to be interesting. What do you think, Jakey boy? <sighs> So I am, I want to say slightly biased, but I don't think it's too crazy of a bias. I was, and you, you know me, Angelo, I was all in on this Henzo Gracie Philly team, right? I mean, Sean Brady, Pat Sabatini, Andre Petrosky, and if Joey T's in here, he can go fuck himself because all <laughs> of those people, Jeremiah Wells, I was all over all of them. At one point, they were all undefeated. They were steamrolling everybody in the UFC. That is the most fraudulent 
fucking camp I have ever seen in my life. There has been zero, absolutely zero striking improvements from any one of those fighters in the last five, six, seven years. None of them have improved. None of them. They all do the same crazy stuff. Pat and Sean Brady just kind of do the pitter-patter bullshit. Jeremiah Wells and Andre Petrovsky just do the over, just overhand rights, just trying to knock everyone out. Jeremiah Wells does it a little bit better than Andre Petrovsky. Andre Petrovsky is a fraudulent striker who is trying to knock out Gerald Mearshart. And even Gerald, Gerald Mearshart's one of the slowest guys in the world. Slowest defense in the world. He's one of the easiest guys. If you're going to knock out anyone, you're probably going to knock out Gerald Mearshart. Gerald Mearshart was like... Stepping out of the way of these wild strikes that Andre Petrovsky <laughs> was throwing had no issues avoiding him. And as you mentioned, Andre Petrovsky will slow down even if he's wrestling, even if he's grappling. And it is short notice. Michelle Pajeda is fucking 10,000 times the striker that Andre Petrovsky is in this matchup. And I do not believe that Andre Petrovsky can get the takedowns that he thinks he can get. And a lot of times he doesn't even try to get them. He thinks he's a striker. This whole camp is, they think that they can strike and they cannot strike. Every single person in that camp has been exposed. Jeremiah Wells finally got exposed. Sean Brady got exposed. Pat Sabatini got exposed. They keep getting exposed. Petrovsky, it almost happened with Joe Mearshart. It's... <laughs> It's going to fucking happen here. I'm pretty high in Michelle Pajeda. I'm actually excited to see him at 185. We'll see if he... The internet situation for Jacob is absolutely brutal. Obviously, he's clearly very much on the Michelle Pajeda side. You're talking about how he's excited for it's Michelle Pajeda. Work. There you go. You're back. Your internet gave out again. I was just covering the gap for you. And now you're silent. This is excellent. There you Am go. I, you're good. Okay. No, you're good. Where'd I, where'd I leave off at? Do you know? You're excited to see Michelle Pajeda at middleweight? Uh, at 185. I, yeah, at 185. We'll see if he, if he loses a little bit of speed. But even if he loses a little bit of speed, Andre Petrosi throwing those big wild shots, he should be able to pick them apart and, um, and, and honestly kind of finish this guy. So Andre obviously is going to be live the way he throws shots if he lands one of them. Yeah. But, I mean, Michelle Pajeda is a, a much better fighter in this matchup. I, he's going to fraud check this dude. I mean, this dude split decision, Gerald Mearshart, and then it's like, I want <laughs> Bo. He's like, I want Bo Nickel. Or I want, well, I want yeah, Bo, no, he, Bo. No, he did call out Bo Nickel, it's which like, is oh, crazy. Shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> I know. That was a crazy call out. We don't have DraftKings pricing just yet. And Andre is tough. So I don't think, and, and Michelle has not been dangerous lately. So I do think this probably goes to a decision, but. I, I agree. Michelle Pajeda should win this fight. Obviously, Andre could be live to just wet blanket his way, but we, we thought Grant Dawson was going to wet blanket his way to a Michelle decision. Michelle Pajeda, his, his takedown is like 90-some percent. 94%. He, he, yeah, he is, and he's showing that even if he gets taken... <laughs> that even if he gets taken down, he will scramble. He will not accept it. He's got good jiu-jitsu. He's got good striking. He's got all the things. And... He was always on this card. Short notice, Andre Petrovsky, questionable cardio. Probably not going to help him here. So, Jakey and I both on the Michelle Pajeda side in this fight. We don't have DraftKings pricing just yet. When we do, we'll see. Maybe we get lucky. I mean, minus 136 plus 116, that's not that wide. Maybe we'll get lucky with pretty close DraftKings pricing and Michelle 
could potentially be worth it when that drops when you if you want to see the analysis you want to see the cheat sheet the dfs ownership all of the stuff all the bets jacob does have a bet on this fight if you want to see all of that we want picks.com click become a member you will unlock it instantly all of my stuff all of jacob's stuff we have five other people contributing one two three four five contributing picks bets inside all of that we want picks.com click become a member Next up at UFC Vegas 81, we have Jonathan Martinez taking on Adrian Yanez in what should be a banger. Jakey no, boy, this should be a you're phenomenal. Not, you're gonna say you're gonna say his name right. He asked. He actually Yanez? asked people. Asked people Yanez. politely. Yanez. 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 Yep. Jonathan. That's Martinez. an actual thing too. I'm not making that up. No, no. He, yeah, he I know said, you're not being a dick yeah. about. It. That's why I'm taking it serious. Right. We have Jonathan Martinez taking on Adrian Yanez. Jonathan Martinez, 18-4 overall, 5-0 oh in his last five, riding a five-fight win streak. He's taking on Adrian Yanez, 16-4 overall, 4-1 in his last five. He's coming off his first loss in five years. This is the biggest line movement on this card. This is some of the biggest line movement I've ever seen in what should be a close fight. Jonathan Martinez opened at plus 250, almost a 3-1 underdog, and now he's the slight favorite. And nothing has happened. There was no scandal, no issue. We didn't see weigh-ins. Like, we don't know why that line movement was so dramatic so quickly. I think it should be somewhere where it is now, but it moved and it moved quickly. But Jonathan Martinez, very well-rounded guy. He's got technical striking, slick BJJ, a Muay Thai striking style with really nice kicks, and he will use those to control range. He does not go to his wrestling very often, but when he does, he's got some slick submissions that he can snatch up in scrambles that he will create. He is coming off that questionable win, though, over Saeed Nurmagomedov, where his takedown defense looked good. Taking on Adrian Yanez. Uh, this guy's a fun technical striking with a very high striking IQ, fast hands, real power, and up until his last fight, a very good chin. He can be a slow starter, though. If you dig into his stats, he basically was outstruck in the first round of almost all of his fights. He's got seven fights in the UFC with five fight of the night bonuses and five stoppage wins. I did mention his chin didn't hold up in that loss to Rob Font, where he actually looked fantastic until Rob landed a few really nice jabs, and that forward pressure seemed to be a problem. This is great matchmaking. I think this is an incredible fight. Two really fun guys that are only a few wins away from title talk, right? They're, they both have a decent resume. They both have some solid wins. They both have looked very, very impressive. I think Jonathan Martinez is very clearly the better overall fighter. He's got wrestling. He's got submissions. I think he's the better overall fighter. But I think the speed and the gap on the feet is a little wider than anything else. And in order for Jonathan to have success grappling, he's got to get it to the ground. In order to get it to the ground, he's got to close the distance on one of the fastest, better boxers in this division. So I do think Adrian Yanez is going to, or Yanez is going to win this fight. But I don't necessarily trust that enough to put money on this, even though this is a great money spot odds-wise. But uh, I'm going to go Yanez here because I think the striking gap is too wide, but I'm not going to bet on this fight. What do you think, Jakey boy? Uh, let me first off by saying that I, I like Jonathan Martinez. John, I was, I've was always been a fan of Jonathan Martinez. I think I picked him in, in most of his fights. He's a fun dude, really good with those kicks. As you said, a very well-rounded guy. Let me also say that this dude, Adrian Yanez, is my fucking dude, man. This is one of my favorite fighters on the roster if not at this point my favorite fighter on the roster i will always go to back for this guy i fucking love 
Adrian. I have called him the best boxer in the UFC, and I still stand by that, even at the Rob Font fight. The person that beat the person that beat Adrian in that Rob Font fight was Adrian. He he was starting to have success in that fight. Found a couple shots, got a little bit ahead of himself, got a little bit too excited, saw a little bit of red, and he really kind of put himself in that bad position to get knocked out. And if it was ever somebody, we hear fighters talk about all the time, right? They they're coming off a loss, they get knocked out, they get finished, and they say, you know what? I'm gonna come back even better. I'm gonna do this, and a lot of it is just fucking bullshit, right? You see the fighters. They say that it's like blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. When it comes down to Adrian, I fully believe that. I think the one of the best thing that happened to him was that kind of check of his. I don't want to say his ego, but check of the way that he approaches fights because he is a fighter to me that just fucking loves fighting, man. He really just enjoys being in that fight, and sometimes that win, wins you fights, and sometimes that puts you in bad positions when you're just in there kind of brawling. I think that really was able to really reset him mentally and say, listen, if I want to be a guy, I want to move up the rankings, I want to support my family, I want to be the guy that's making money, I got to kind of tone it in, I kind of got to lock it in, and I have to just box and fight my type of fights. And if he turns this in, to a boxing match, and he stays technical in his boxing, I don't think there's anybody in this division that can outbox Adrian when he is boxing a technical fight. The thing that does worry me, and I'll be completely unbiased and honest in this, is that if he stays at a kickboxing range against Jonathan, and Jonathan, especially early, is able to land heavy calf kicks against Adrian, I'm going to be very worried about Adrian because without that front leg being able to work off that jab, to be able to box, he could find himself in some big trouble if he loses his front leg early. So my urge and my my advice to Adrian, I don't know fuck about the shit, but you got to get the pressure. You got to close that distance. And once you get him against the fence, you get Jonathan back against the fence. Don't let him off the hook. Keep him there. Keep serving. Keep cutting him off and box this dude against the fence. But you cannot stand out the middle. You cannot stand at kickboxing range because Jonathan is too good with those kicks and you won't be able to find your hands at that range. So, obviously, my pick here is going to be my dude Adrian Yanez in this fight. I think he comes in, is, is reset, is refocused, understands what he has to do, gets in that boxing range, and shows off some of the best fucking boxing we have ever seen in this fight. And I think he can get a finish as well because we've seen Jonathan get dropped. Um, and I think he, I think Adrian can do that with the volume striking, the volume boxing against the fence. I think this is a, a breakout fight, and Adrian shows that he still is that fucking dude. I love that dude, Adrian, man. Yeah, geez, you're all over him. You're not worried that he was worried that he was just knocked out and he's going to be gun shy. That's the only no, thing that worries me about these no, guys coming no, off no, fights no. like that. No, I, I think I, I honestly think that 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 was one of the best things. That, and obviously, it's it's stupid to say that losing is one of the best things. That we lost him again. He's saying it's one of the best things that happened to him because he's going to refocus him, bring him back to reality, and uh, not get overly cocky. Because as you mentioned, he was having a lot of success against uh you were saying that it was a good thing because he was having too much success got too cocky and he won't make that mistake again yeah i think it was that mistake was probably going to happen eventually so it's better to happen at, at, when you're a little bit younger you still work your way up and I, I think he's gonna be really refocused and i like what the way he's he's working the way what he's saying and i i love adrian man
Well, and Rob Font's a respectable loss. I mean, the guy had one. Yeah, and people still are, one of the better guys. They're making fun of him for what? The guy well, the they're making fun of him because like, oh, pillow fist and Rob Font. But I mean, he left himself. I mean, Adrian Baser was just like this. Anybody is going to get knocked out in that type yeah. of position, you know? Yeah, and Rob Font has put some people. Rob Font started the demise of Marlon Marias. It's not as if uh, you know Rob Font's nothing. And his last fight, he just got wrestled to death. Anyway, I don't know why we're talking about Rob Font. Adrian Yanez, both of our picks, $8,200 in DraftKings. This may be a must-have type situation because I do think that this fight will end by finish. I think the under two and a half is the uh, the minus line there. I think if Jonathan Martinez gets going what he wants to get going, he's going to light up some legs, make something happen. If Adrian Yanez gets going what he wants to get going, I mean, as I mentioned, five fight of the night bonuses in the UFC with five knockout wins or five stoppage wins. So I think, uh, I think you may need to have one of these guys in your lineup. Despite it being a striker versus striker, essentially, should get something, uh, some exposure there. Jonathan's far more than a striker, but Adrian literally has a 100% takedown defense, and I don't think that's going to change in this fight. I wouldn't be you surprised. 8,200 bucks. Uh, I think I might, honestly. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if Adrian comes in and tries to mix in a takedown or two just to kind of maybe just kind of close that distance a little bit, really kind of get in the, in the pocket there and... Uh, We'll see. This is this has all the potential in the world to be fight of the night. That's for sure. I think this is the people's main event. To be honest with you. Oh, this is. Uh, I mentioned this is great matchmaking. This is a, this is a great fight. Ton of fun. And frankly, you know, Adrian has that one loss. Outside of that, he's looked phenomenal. And Jonathan Martinez, you know, he's he's what four and one in a, or five and zero oh in his last five. He's looked incredible. So the, these guys aren't but a few wins away. From a title shot, if you want to see the picks, the bets, the detailed data metrics, the analytics, the optimizer, all of the things, fan duel content, daily fantasy content, all of the things, weonpicks.com, click become a member. It's only $10 a month. Next up, at UFC Vegas 81, we have the co-main event of the evening. We have Jennifer Maya. Taking on Vivian Arujo. Jennifer Maya, 21 and 9 overall. 3 and 2 in her last five. She is riding a two-fight win streak. She's taking on the always dangerous Vivian Arujo. 11 and 5 overall. 2 and 3 in her last five. She is riding a two-fight skid. This is an interesting fight. Uh, frankly, well, I'll save the pick for the end. But we got Jennifer Maya, well-rounded fighter. She got good BJJ, okay wrestling, underrated boxing. She is a decision fighter, but she does push a pace. She tries for finishes. She doesn't necessarily get them. She's incredibly tough, solid everywhere, great gatekeeper for the division. And she's coming off that upset win over Casey O'Neill, where Casey went 0 for 4 in takedown attempts. But, you know, that's how that goes when you get a little step up in competitions. Vivian Arujo, 11 and 5 overall. Ton of experience, lots of stoppage wins, very dangerous, very early. She's a grappler who's comfortable striking as well. She's got technical boxing, great low kicks, but she does get hit pretty often and she does have that negative striking differential. She is athletic. She is fast. She is always looking for a finish both on the feet and on the ground, but conditioning is an issue for her in the later rounds because of all that early pressure. She does average almost two takedowns per fight. Very impressive 82% takedown defense. She's coming off that loss to Amanda Hebos where she was just slow and a step behind I'm surprised against who? Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised that she opened at minus 185 and it tightened. I would expect this to widen. I do have a full unit on Jennifer Maya at 141. I think she should be like minus 250, minus 300. I just think Vivian's going to be dangerous for all of a couple of minutes. 
Jennifer Maya has all the veteran savvy. She's got this solid boxing, solid jujitsu, solid takedown, solid takedown defense. I think Jennifer will just weather that store storm and just wear on Vivi, wear on Vivi. And right out, it's gonna be a decision. She's not very dangerous, but I think Jennifer Maya is gonna win this. I think she's gonna win a clear 30-27, potentially a 29-28 if Vivian has that, you know, that that blast in the first round and a little bit of success. But Jennifer Maya is the easy pick for me. I have a full unit on her at minus 141. That value does seem to be leaving. If you are a premium member, you saw that about a week ago. I don't know if 141 was the bottom, but it's certainly the lowest that we've seen in a little bit. So become a premium member for only $10. Jacob, what do you think? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I was actually a, a a big Vivi fan. I mean, coming up through the ranks, I really thought that she could be somebody because she's got decent power in her hands. She she does have some some good wrestling that she can go to. And then, as you saw, coming up once she started fighting some some good fighters, that she does have those cardio issues that she doesn't seem like she's shirt up. Her striking, she gets hit a little bit too much. And the biggest thing in this matchup is. Vivi's a tough girl. I, I like Vivi. She's a tough girl. You saw her weather the storm against Amanda Heba. She, I mean, she did get dropped. I was there at the fight. You know, I mean, <laughs> she did get dropped, but she handled it, right? She was on her back. She survived. Actually almost got Amanda in an arm bar at the very... People forget about that. First of all, in the very beginning of that fight, she, she actually had Amanda... <laughs> in a guillotine and I've never gasped so hard <laughs> in my life. The first <laughs> shot that Amanda shot like two minutes into the fight in a fucking like a full guard guillotine. And I <gasps> was like, Oh my God. But Amanda does what she does. Weather the storm. But let's get back to Vivi here. Ended up almost getting her arm bar there as well. I say that because she is a tough girl. She probably will be here for all three rounds. Jennifer Maya isn't like this, this crazy finisher type girl, but Vivi is a girl that not only gets tired, but she gets tired even faster when she's getting hit. And she was getting hit by Amanda Hebos. Amanda Hebos is not the most technical striker in the world. She can't hit girls, but she's like not the most whatever. Jennifer Maya showed off really, really good striking improvements against Casey O'Neill. There was no reason in the world for her to come in and outstrike Casey O'Neill the way that she did. Her boxing was crisp, looked very good. I mean, the head movement, the combinations she was throwing looked very, very crisp. And I see her doing the exact same thing in this matchup. If she, Even if she wants to wrestle Vivi, Vivi is a girl that also can get out wrestled. So she has wrestling, but can get out wrestled. But I see the Vivi coming in, engaging in the striking, starting to get touched up, trying to wrestle. It's not going to work. Getting touched up even more and kind of getting worn down in this fight. Angel, I completely agree with you. When I brought down this fight, I thought that Jennifer Maya was going to be at least minus 200. You put a bet on her. I put a bet on her. Um, and we'll see how that plays out. But, you know, I, I, I think Jennifer Maya has been there, done that. She's only lost to people that are better strikers than her, and especially better kind of rangy strikers, right? People that can kind of outstrike her at range. Vivi's not that girl. She just is not that girl. So uh, I like Jennifer Maya in this matchup as well. I completely agree, uh, and I put my money where my mouth is. And you know a full unit bet for me on one person is quite the bet. I had the same thing on uh, Kovashevitz, Carolina, last week. So I'm feeling pretty good about this one. I felt pretty good a, about that one as well. That was a fucking robbery. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet it was. I uh, $8,500 in DraftKings, though. I'm going to have to look a little closer and see how Jennifer scores in these wins. Because I don't think Jennifer's going to be the one doing the grappling. Because why the hell would she want to do that? So I think we're going to end up with a striking match, which may not be worth the money because Jennifer is not dangerous. So I just have to take a closer look at her DraftKings scores historically to see 
maybe she's somehow putting up enough money uh, or enough volume to be worth that money. But we'll see for now. My pick, Jacob's pick, we both have bets on her. We want picks.com. Click become a member. You can unlock all those bets and so much more that we didn't even mention for only $10 a month. You mentioned uh, you never gasped so hard with uh, the Hebos armbar situation. This is a stupid story. It may not even be worth telling, but we were in um, like five years ago. As, as you're doing it, try to improv and live it up a little bit. All right. I'll, I'll change some names. So, um, so I'm I was naked. I'm in a fantasy football league with my buddies. I don't even play. I just go. The winner of the league gets to decide where the next draft is. So we end up going places, right? Sometimes it's at a casino. Sometimes we have to fly somewhere. It's a whole thing. But it's a ton of fun. I've been in that league for 15 years, and I've never actually played. I just go. I drink. I hang out with my friends. This year, uh, the kid who won said, we're going to Burlington, Vermont. So I'm living in Connecticut at the time. It was like six years ago. We all get in the car. We're going to Burlington, telling stories. And we were talking about two, uh, two, a bunch of them lived together previously, not as adults, but they lived together previously. And one of them was telling a story about all like the violent shit they would do to each other when they're getting these giant blowout fights. And I'm just like laughing. Nothing's really affecting me. I don't care, whatever. And then he was like, yeah, and he cut the power cord off the TV. I was like, he did what? Like, yeah, he cut the power cord off the back of the TV. I said, you just buy another one? And he goes, no, it was one of the power cords that was permanently in. And I went, <gasps> like, that was my largest gasp of all time. Not when I found out my daughter needed major surgery. It was when I found out that John cut the power cord to Rich's television in the living room out of anger. Wow. So that was worth telling. I fucking knew it. I absolutely fucking knew it. Next up at UFC Vegas 81, we have Sadiq Youssef taking on Edson Barboza in the main event of the evening. While this isn't the most star-powered main event, this is a solid fight and um, could matter quite a bit. We're going to find out how good Sadiq Youssef actually is. He's 13-2 and overall. He's 4-1 and in his last five years, coming off that submission win over Don Shanus. He's taking down a tried and true vet in Edson Barboza. 23 and 11 overall, 3 and 2 in his last five, coming off that bounce back win over Billy Quarantillo. Sadiq Youssef is a fantastic striker. He's got a ton of power, incredible speed, a wide variety of attacks. He's 7 and 1 in the UFC, and he has outstruck every single opponent, including Arnold Allen, in that one and only loss. He's got solid takedown defense at 70%, solid enough get up game that even if you do take him down, you're not going to ride him out. And he is coming off that submission win over Don Shanis, but don't think he like took him down, had a submission, you know, outgrappled all that crap. Basically, Don Shanis shot a takedown and Sadiq sucked up a guillotine. Dominic Cruz, did you rewatch that doing tape? Dominic Cruz was insisting it was like some special, amazing choke. It's a freaking guillotine choke that he snatched up. I just remember you him being like, "Oh, that's in." Yeah, he, he did a stupid. That's in, ladies and gentlemen. That's in, yeah, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> I, it's funny. Idiot. Dominic Cruz used to be my favorite guy, and I don't know. He's just maybe DC he's is just so, so good. I think DC is just so good, and so is Felder that it's made me not like. The th him. Well, the thing that, that that honestly that ruined Dominic Cruz was his little spat with DC about DC not watching film. The I mean, research, they had that little thing because yeah. then DC or then Dominic Cruz had to be like had to make it a point super to, technical. Yeah, yeah. Like when I was watching this or when I watched this fight, and if you watch this, he became like that like know it all type dude. Because I like I used to love Cruz as well. He was my favorite. 
Yeah. Well, anyway, he insisted that the guillotine Sadiq won with was something crazy beyond just the guillotine, but he did win that fight. Take it on Edson Barbosa. Edson Barbosa is maybe I don't I, I'm not going to say journeyman right now as an insult. I'm saying it as a compliment. He may be the best journeyman that this weight class has ever had. He's phenomenal. He's just never quite gotten there. But he is absolutely unbelievable. He's a great striker. He has amazing movement. He's fought every single person with any kind of name in this division. He's unbelievably fast. He's insanely technical. He's not really going to initiate a lot of takedowns, but he's so good and so sneaky on the ground. He's got plenty of submissions. I am going to make a Charles Oliveira comparison here because of he's slick on the ground, great striking, like all of those things. Obviously, he hasn't achieved what Charles has, but Edson Barboza is... Probably the the most well-rounded, talented guy that's never even had a crack at the title in this division. He is coming off that first-round knockout over Billy Q that sort of reminded us, like, oh, he is very good. He's not just old and washed up after uh, Hillbilly Bible Boy there took him down. Bryce Mitchell took him down a bunch of times. This is a great fight. I think this is a super close fight. I'm surprised the odds are as wide as they are. They are moving. Um, they started at minus 200. It collapsed all the way down to not quite even, but almost, and now it's continuing to widen again. The, the reality is this fight is going to come down to youth versus experience because Sadiq Youssef is 100% going to be faster, probably more powerful. I don't think he's more technical, but he's definitely going to be faster and more powerful and beat Edson to the punch. Edson has way more experience. He's very well-rounded guy. He's got all the tools. I am going to side with Sadiq here. I do think youth is going to matter because... I don't think we're going to have like a complete MMA fight. I think this is a kickboxing match. And yes, Edson's a very, very good kickboxer. But with Sadiq being a half a second ahead of him, that's going to be the difference. So I'm going to go ahead and side with Sadiq Youssef here. He's going to be the pick. But if we've learned anything these last three months, don't bet on main events. What do you think, Jakey Boy? Um, yeah, I'm going to go out on a little bit of limb here and say that Sadiq Youssef gets absolutely fraud checked in this matchup because I, I just do not think that he is on the level that other people think he is at. He really hasn't fought anyone. And the people that he has fought, he lost against Arnold Allen and he fought Alex Caceres. And if you watch, I would urge everyone before you put money on Sadiq Youssef, because I know a lot of people are like, oh, Sadiq's going to smoke him, this and this. I would urge you to watch that Alex Caceres fight and watch how uncomfortable he was against the striking of Alex Caceres. Alex Caceres turned Sadiq Youssef into like a 40-year-old Holly Holm wanting to just kind of hold him against the fence because he didn't like the striking. And that's nothing against Alex Caceres. Alex Caceres is a pretty good striker. He is a very kind of awkward striker. But Sadiq Youssef is a guy in the striking that just kind of stands in front of you and just kind of throws one punch and then one punch and he will just kind of stand flat-footed in front of you. If you're standing flat-footed in front of Edson Barbosa with those kicks, with that speed, he is going to fuck your world up. And yeah, maybe Sadiq does come in with either a wrestling game plan or kind of a clinch and a hold game plan. And he's able to kind of slow down Edson and win this fight because this is a very tough weight cut for Edson. I still have no idea. When he said that he was coming to 145, it's like, how the fuck is that guy to make 145? Has looked fantastic doing it, even in his fights. So maybe Sadiq is able to kind of stifle the early explosion of Edson, wear him down, and then have some success later. And maybe he's able to find a knockout shot, right? Edson can get hurt. He can get dropped. Sadiq does possess that power, but when I'm watching Sadiq Yusuf against a guy 
who doesn't have the same type of striking as Edson in Alex Caceres, it looked like he was kind of really worried about that striking. He kind of went to plan B already. And if you want to be that guy, you got to outstrike Alex. You got to do it. You got to be able to outstrike a guy like Alex Caceres, who isn't a, a, it's not like he's a powerful guy, right? It's not like he's like knocking it. I think he had his first knockout, whatever it was, the first time in like 13 years or something. You got to be able to stand in front of these guys and, and strike with them and show that you belong. In my mind, he didn't do that against Alex Caceres. The other striker that he faced, he lost to in Arnold Allen. I think Edson Barbosa has shown that he can still be around in this division. He's always going to be an, ex an explosive striker. I think he can avoid the one-punch power of Sadiq and really lay in some really heavy, heavy leg kicks early, some body kicks early, get this guy worried about it, and maybe panic a little bit. So I I'm going the complete opposite way here. Edson Barbosa, I'm not like super confident in it. But I do think that Sadiq gets gets kind of fraud checked here, and I think Edson is able to win this fight. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned he lost to striker on. He outstruck Arnold Allen. He was dropped. But outside of that one little moment, he outstruck Arnold Allen. I don't think he outstruck him. Maybe the, maybe the stats say he landed more strikes. It felt like he was controlling it, the striking. outside. He got dropped. Outside of that, it felt like he was controlling the striking for sure. Well, then he came in against Alex Caceres. He's like, oops. Yeah, no, no, that I that I I don't disagree with that. Alex is a that's that's all hero, that's all I say. I, Before yeah. you put money on Sadiq, watch the fight and just see how you feel about it. And that, he's been that's, out for that's a year my advice. Too. Yeah, that's and he's my been advice out for a year. Yeah, listen, I, I'm on the Sadiq side, but I said I'm not betting this fight. A because maybe I take a break from main events for a little bit after Grant Dawson just absolutely. I'm really, what? I'm, I'm going to die. I'm willing to die in there. <laughs> he got looked at weird and just fell you over. Hit me, you hit me Saturday <laughs> harder than fucking Bobby Green punched him. And he drops and just, oh. And I looked you square in the eye and I said, don't fucking do that again. You didn't. I said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You're like, I, you literally said, my nose won't bleed. That was the first thing you said. <laughs> so weird. I literally have never. Have you say. had a nosebleed? I'm sure you have with wrestling and stuff. I literally have never had a nosebleed. I've had nosebleeds, yeah. Yeah, I've never had it. And I've been, I mean, like, I played a lot of basketball. You get the basketball, you get elbows. You got never had a nosebleed. I don't know. Do you snore? Maybe that shit's just all blocked no. up. Nothing, I've nothing never had a snore either. No. Nothing. I'm good. Me neither. Anyway, we are split on this. Uh, you seem far more confident in Edson than I am in Sadiq. If you're a premium member, you see all of our picks, confidence levels, and round line leads. My confidence level on Sadiq, you'll see Sadiq Youssef versus Edson Barbosa. Pick Sadiq Youssef. Confidence, very low. I have it listed as very low. I'm not that confident in him. I just think he's going to be a little faster. And I think the speed is going to matter in this fight. I mean... Edson's 37. It's going to start to catch up to him. 37 with the weight cut, it's going to start to catch up to him. So 37 is the new 25. Yeah, maybe for sitting in a chair doing a podcast, not for a fist fight. Well, are you going to spend the 7,500 on your boy? Uh, no, because who was it at 7,400 that I said that I was probably going to play? I can't remember who it was, but I think I there's better remember. value there. You do get five rounds here, which is a little bit helpful, but I get it. This should be a fun fight. I'm, I'm looking forward to just watching this fight. Um, it's good matchmaking. This, the Yanez fight, great fights. Yanez. Yanez. Guys, that is... Make sure, if you haven't already, like the stream. I'll be live yes. tomorrow for the Contender Series, so tune in for that. And we're finally 
I'm excited. Goes. I, I I think my bets have been suffering. I think it's been a punishment for not going live. So I think we're gonna it go live be. Saturday. We're gonna fucking clean up, man. I'm excited, man. Well, I'm gonna watch it, and then I have to take my oldest to. She's uh she's not a Girl Scout. What is it when they're younger than that? I don't. I'm I glad you don't know. I'm glad you fucking pervert. Man, like, oh, you're talking about. Oh, is she in Mrs. or there. whatever? Yeah. Like, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm volunteering. Whatever. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad you don't know the answer to that. But anyway, what is well, it? Let me. I forget. It's like a, da- a daisy. She's a daisy. Let me send you fifty dollars. Just go to wewatpicks.com slash bets. Sign. Whoa. Sign up, make a deposit, and I will send you fifty bucks as a thank you. It's affiliate marketing. You're gonna pay me. I'm gonna slice. They're gonna pay me. I'm a mess. I'm gonna slice off some of that money, and I'm gonna give it right back to you. Make sure you use the links on the website on the screen. You could take that, become a premium member. That's gonna give you access to all the tools. I'm gonna emphasize tools more than bets here. Do some of your own shit. We're gonna give you all the tools. We're gonna enable you. You're gonna get the line movement tracker, opening odds, current odds, win probability, and line movement for every single fight. You're gonna get detailed data, metrics, and analytics, 38 columns of them. You're also gonna get courses. We will teach you about DraftKings Fantasy. Just Click on more and then courses in the menu. You're going to get more than just me and Jakey boy. Running Mouth MMA is three different people giving you picks, bets, and insight. You're going to get Artem doing these detailed breakdowns for Dana White Contender Series, PFL, Bellator, every single promotion, including UFC. You're going to get his picks and bets. And then the pick doctor, this guy generated or developed an AI that will pick fights based solely off historical data and if you want to send us something, send us something. We will open it on either stream or in the Quick Picks video. Here is the address on the screen. Jakey Boy, you got any last words for the people? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's sex dolls. It's it's whatever you want to. We're, we're going to open it live. Yeah, is what it is. Send can't Jacob you do, his. Can't you get mail order brides? I don't know. We'll find out. They can do, stuff they it fit? in there. Yeah, I got a small. I got a small. I didn't get a medium. So we'll see if they can stuff it in there. Those two t-shirts that were sent, those fit. Wewantpicks.com. Become a member. Do all the things. Jakey Boy. We're doing this on Monday. The last Monday we're doing this because Jakey's going live Tuesday. So next week, back on schedule. Good night.